And let's do it. If this gonna be that kind of party, I'm gonna stick my dick in the mashed potato. Kneel down. I hear just a little bit strange, but I'm tripping out. She ain't killed up the cross, dude. It gets a lot colder. Hanging out with your friends. Thanks for tuning in tonight to Jonah Ray. Dio can't make it, but I have a feeling his soul will show up sometime through the course of the episode. Cash Hartzell is our producer. Hey, everybody. Hi, it's Cash. Neil Mahoney is on. That's a good idea. We should have a Dio seance tonight. That would be a great idea. Do you know any, I don't know, weirdos? (laughs) <laughs> what's the proper term for someone that can summon a uh, medium like I'm a sure pro goth I'm yeah, sure yeah. There's, there's I'd rather get us we get a large so they just feel like they, they fit in uh, the, uh, and the, that's Neil Mahoney yeah on the ones that uh, sounds good hey we got two very special guests with us tonight first returning guests Why tuning's important. Yeah. <laughs> and our uh, first-time guest, you know him from the Flophouse podcast as the former head writer of The Daily Show with John Stewart and the current head writer for Mystery Science Theater 3000 The Return, Ellie Kalen. <laughs> yeah, that's and we all rejoice as we have a nice time talking about music. You know what? The timpani player is not bad on that. Like, no, I feel like he gets, he gets taken down by the horn section. But the timpani player... Here's what oh, I, heard. I was adding on to that. Oh. Oh, oh there it is. <laughs> oh, shit. You just complimented Neil. Oh, no. How does that make oh, you feel? No. Oh, you idiot. Off-air <laughs> behavior. <laughs> um, so, they, guys, thanks so much for coming yes, to the show. Yes, thank you for having me. Brennan, thank last time you were on the show was when we did the live one over at uh, Grilla Mall. Oh, that's right. Oh, we yeah. did Grilla Mall. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I have been back there a few times doing some promotional things here and there. That's right. And uh, I tried to get you to come back one time. But then you what couldn't. happened? Then you didn't make it. Why? Because you were on the road. No. I forgot. I'm my dad died. Oh. <laughs> you were, you're taking That's care. 251 you were on the road. for anybody I keeping. To travel for I that. was on the ro- I was in the sky because uh, he was in Hawaii. Uh, his right. body was there. But uh, oh and, boy, I'm yeah. sorry for bringing that up. <laughs> it's That's all right. Okay. You just oh, you, the joy I had waiting for you to try and remember <laughs> when your friend. Um, I know, but I didn't. Thirteen I did, years is yeah, dead. Well, look, I am sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> but I had a podcast to cover for. <laughs> There's a. Uh, you know what? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's I, diminishing I, returns when your dad dies, but luring someone into bringing it up. Yeah, that's a new it's one. Pretty good. That's a new one. I haven't heard that one. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's not. I wouldn't trade it for. Yeah, dad, you know, ten more minutes with it's, him. But yeah. it's what you get. <laughs> well, I don't know. Knowing my dad, like when the people says, like, if I could just have one more conversation with my dad, I, I think about that. So I go, I like, I wouldn't. I there's a lot I wouldn't trade for that. Yeah, it's like it's like a ten minute conversation with dad was the probably the most t- irritating ten minutes of my day. <laughs> Having him be there and being a part of my life 
in general, that I'll miss. A 10-minute conversation, never again. <laughs> Getting real, right? That's yeah, fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Oh, no mama here. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, had, I had a six-day conversation with my dad when he was dying. Well, he was on, like, gacked on morphine. <laughs> Ooh. Pretty fun. Mm. Oh, it's gotta yeah. be like some kind of a poetry slam. It was pretty, <laughs> like there was some pretty high high notes. There's like uh, he was watching a like the hunting channel for some reason, mm-hmm. <laughs> like in a hospice bed. Was he a hunter? No. <laughs> and he was he, a gatherer. He was just like he was just like no 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 leave it on leave it on. And then there's this ad for this like shitty steakhouse chain called the 99 Restaurant in Massachusetts. Okay, Are you familiar? I don't know if I know that one. Yeah. 99 steaks. 99s. Wait, not, yeah. It's called the 99. But a fish ain't one? Huh? I'm sorry. That's way better than what I had. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Here's the thing. The room we're recording in right now, Elliot and I have been in all day, every day, day. writing riffs for Mystery Science Theater. It smells that way, I gotta be honest. (laughs) It smells smells like like old riffs. Yeah, Yeah, it smells like old riffs. Yeah, it smells like puns and people going, I don't know, we've already done 17. (laughs) Did did Caesar die in here? What's going on? (laughs) But but anyway... So the, 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 steak, the, the shitty steakhouse was having a special, and my, my dad goes, oh, great. I'm leaving, and now they're giving away free steak. <laughs> That's, were those his last words? Those the most dad last words. I was like, are they? Are, like, uh, eyes and like hands on the like little buzzer to get the nurse. Yeah. like, that was now, pretty my, great. Uh, my dad is still with us, but I have had a conversation with him while he peed with the door open in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania <laughs> on a father-son battlefield trip. So is that the same thing? Or is that, how is that? Depends how much he's really showing on that. Uh... Yeah, was it over the shoulder? Or yeah, was, how he, was, was he the making... shot look like? Yeah, it, was a, it was a bank shot. It was off a mirror. Oh. <laughs> door open and the door to the hotel room open. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Would you mind opening those curtains? Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, those guys who needs to be watched to go. I remember um, my dad like he had like a surgery a long time ago like you know like 15 years ago and he was kind of in and out when he was on drugs and I got on the phone with him uh, once and he was like, "Hey, how's that car going? How's that?" And then my mom grabs the phone. And she's like, "He thinks he bought you a car." And then like, I was like, "Wow!" And my dad's drugged out fantasies. He's a good dad. It's like Elvis giving away cars. That's what. That's what he imagined. That's what Elvis did to all of his friends. Yeah, Cadillac well, God, for you. Elvis yeah, you know who does that? Apparently, um, Nicholas Cage. Oh, that's, that's nice of him. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds like an early Nicholas Cage. That's no, not why. It's because no, the real estate stuff. It, yeah. Whatever yeah. Like, movie he did, some World War II movie, I think, in Hawaii. Man of Honor. Man of USS Honor. Indianapolis. And then he. Uh, if, that's the same, if, if that's the one. Well, then he bought like, like all the other cast members, Aston Martins, and then paid for them to be <laughs> shipped back to. What that means is that if that's the movie I'm thinking of, then he spent more than he made on that movie Mm. buying cars for the the people in the movie because he could not have made that much. I heard a story this week about how on Vampire's Kiss, Mm -hmm. he got paid way less than his quote, and he only did it if they bought him a Lamborghini. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I thought it was a Lamborghini and less than my quote. You got I thought the I wow. thought it was gonna be. It's like I'll do this for less than my quote. If you let me do whatever the fuck I want <laughs> in this movie, I need. I will be scene. in the movie. Yeah. I will not be taking direction. No. I need yeah. to have a scene where I recite the alphabet in the craziest way possible. <laughs> it's a weird. Jeez. It's a weird movie. I mean, I I rewatched that maybe about four years ago, and maybe it's time. I don't remember the alphabet scene. No, he's a, he's talking to his therapist, and he's like, 
getting mad. He's like, how hard is it is to file? You just need to live with A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I. And you're like, wow, he's really going to go through the yeah. whole alphabet? He's making 26 different choices. <laughs> Every letter. <laughs> well, that's like, that's what Deanna loves him so much. And, um... Uh, Crispin Glover, mm-hmm. which are very similar school sure, of. Uh, yeah. It's a uh, don't make a choice, make every choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's very um, funny. The uh, I, uh, I will say I worked for his brother, who goes by Christopher. I worked for him for like a year as like a freelance PA grip sort of thing, and it's not the money that makes that family crazy. It's just something in them. They're, oh, he's been crazy forever. Yeah, it, it's uh, the one. Glovers I, or cages? Huh? Glovers or cages? Uh, Coppolas. Oh, the Coppolas. Yeah, the Coppolas. Because he was Nicholas Coppola. When he was a young actor, he said, I changed my name to Nicholas Cage after Luke Cage. Yeah. When he became an older actor, he said, well, it's after John Cage. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. so you got a little oh, bit of a scale. I don't know who John Cage is. He's a he's an avant garde musician. Yeah, classical musician. He did it. He did the, the only piece uh, I really three minutes and fourteen seconds. Yeah, yeah whatever. Just, yeah, yeah, just sitting at the piano and not playing, and it's with the sounds of the of the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's this other story. I remember I was in music school, and and they talked about John Cage. And John Cage, they said he he did this experiment because he did three minutes and fourteen seconds of either silence or whatever happens during that time. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. There was another thing about maybe a monkey. Riding around on a tricycle, there's like a thing that <laughs> that happens like on stage bit. during. Yeah, it's just sort of like but, but making all, this up, and I'm like nodding. Yeah. In a we all remember John Cage's uh, stupid animal trick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He put Velcro on himself, and yeah. <laughs> jumped against the wall. Always bothering um, that guy at the deli. Yeah, yeah. But he so at some point. He took the a projection of the constellations and threw out manuscript paper, you know, like note, notation paper mm-hmm. on the ground. And wherever a star hit, that would be a note. And so, and he took the whole thing. He went back. He arranged it for you know, a ninety-piece orchestra. Wow. And found like where some kind of time signature for this to all work. And I just imagine that like he at the end, you know, he does all this work. He gets all the people rehearsed and playing it. And he stands in the back of the room. <laughs> on opening night and thinks, what do you know? Sounds like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a little something like this. <laughs> yeah, look, it's Orion. <laughs> <laughs> There's some guy going, ooh, yeah, the Taurus and Cassiopeia. <laughs> um, that, you know, think about uh, that, that orchestra playing that so poorly. Um, I haven't done any research, but one of the rumors I heard about it is that it's not a bunch of people that can't play. Yeah. Well, they obviously can't play it. But what I heard, it was an experiment by a conductor that um, had everyone switch instruments. Oh, really? So everyone's playing something oh. they're not used to. So they have some idea of where to find the note, yeah. but they're not playing their But I mean, going from like, what, a trumpet to some other... An oboe? Yeah, but it requires <laughs> such a different embouchure that you will sound like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Except the timpani player, spot on. We yeah, can all pretty agree. Good. Pretty good. Oh, pretty good yeah. timpani player. It sounds Thank a little per- not too perfect. Too maybe, perfect. Maybe yeah. it's. Yeah. I'm glad we waited for that. Excuse uh, me. <laughs> I, was only, I got four pages of boards here. <laughs> four pages of boards. I was hoping to work in some of my. Uh, um, I'd say Nicholas Cage is one of the most. He's so inconsistent. I can't tell if I'm in love with him or I <laughs> don't like him at all. That's because what Deanna loves about him. Yeah. I love that too. I love that adaptation will come on and I'll go, oh my God, wh- yeah. what a, a performance of a lifetime. Yeah. yeah. And, um, oh, and then I'll see like the one that Herzog directed. Um, oh, the, yeah. Uh, oh, Port of Call. The Bad Lieutenant Port of Call, New Orleans. Yeah. That movie is a fantastic fever dream. Man, yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. so. He's, 
it's it goes with that thing. It's like, is it a bad movie? Yes, but it's one. It's in the category of totally watchable oh, see, and enjoyable. I would, I without call it a bad movie, I'd say the movie exactly succeeds at what it is doing, yeah. which is to be great. There's the moment in that movie where they kill that guy. Yeah, he goes shoot him again. His soul's dance. It's still dancing, and there and there's they don't forget about the slow pan after he says that. Like his slow to where pan. the break dancer is. And then there's I mean, just a break dancer guy <laughs> oh, surrounded God, by dead yeah. bodies. And that scene where he's he pulls over does he pull them over this in the street, that young couple, and he's just like ravaging this this young woman and just being disgusting to her. He does her dr- he does their drugs and then starts to have sex with her and That's she right. wants it. Is it's the, not think, clear and it's like, oh, okay, I'm in hell now. Like this is yeah. this is a vision. This is like I'm looking at hell right now. Yeah. It's like I, super intense. I remember I saw that movie in the theater and then I was at um, some party in Faruja Balk was there. Close personal friend of Jay Ray here. Used to play drums for Faruz. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, anyway, it was, so, and then I, I, I saw her and I was meeting and she, her boyfriend was there and he was a guitar player. We were talking about Does, guitars. Do you have long like, hair? Uh, I believe so, yeah. His name is Swan. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. How did I forget I, that? I, would, I played with them a bunch. <laughs> really? Yeah. Anyway. So you know his way. Swan's <laughs> way? Hello? All right. Never mind. Okay. No, so, uh, anyway. <laughs> I, um, I, I remember I brought up the movie. I said I just watched it because she was like mostly naked, I think, in that movie. <laughs> and uh, the conversation stopped right around there. Oh, shit. I didn't say anything about her being naked. I just said I just saw you in yeah. the Herzog movie. How about that? Was that was a- I saw you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like going up to Christina Ricci. It's like so. I of course rewatched Black Snake Moan again. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, but we actually did extend the conversation beyond that. I don't remember anything she said, but, <laughs> but she's like, "Yeah, it was great working with Herzog." Is basically what it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, the thing that would have made that movie a little different and probably a little bit better is if at the end, uh, so he and Val Kilmer are sitting down. Val Kilmer turned and said, "You are one bad lieutenant." <laughs> <laughs> New Orleans port of call. Yeah, Hardy yeah. Guy at to the bar, the it, port of call. And then it in pans to a sign at the dock that they're at. Just as yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah, and Harvey Keitel then further panning and he says, <laughs> Harvey Keitel says, "What am I chopped liver? I'm not bad anymore." <laughs> what is that? No one remembers me. Morality is a real. It's a scale. Like it'd be it just... funny if you pull back and and Harvey Keitel is jacking off to the movie. <laughs> Wow! Show me how you still a bad lieutenant coming soon. (laughs) (laughs) From the guys that brought you bad grandpa (laughs) and dirty grandpa. Um, uh, Brennan, you just uh, released an amazing short. um, uh, Short in the Galacticon universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it was. was, It's on. It will link to it, but it's on Funny or Die. It's it's insane. Dog. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I take that as a compliment. I gave them the specific site, Neil. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. Because so what, what, you've been doing the Galacticon stuff for a few years. Well, now. I finished Metalocalypse, and I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to get right back into TV stuff. I want to kind of go into business for myself. So mm-hmm. I figured I needed to put this project out, Galacticon Two, which is a record, and. It's something that I just own the, the name of, the IP and everything. And I figured I'd just start building this, and I'm going to kind of do a goodbye to, Gal- to Death Clock record under this name. Oh. And so that's kind of what it's... So you hear it kind of sounds like Death Clock. Yeah. It sounds like the first Galacticon all kind of interwoven into this big, long story. And while I did that, I got a call from Eric Powell, who does a comic called The Goon oh, that yeah. some people are very yeah. familiar yeah. with. And he says, oh, well. hey, I see you're doing all this stuff. You're about to put out a record. Do you think that there's... A comic book. I know it's story driven, and I go, yeah. The, actually, the first record. I'm still doing the record, the second record, but the first record. I think we should break down into a comic book. And he said, so we did that too. And then while I was doing that, 
I was making the album cover and or I was kind of putting the album cover idea together and I was working with my brother and I thought let's start building this world out a little bit more. I just I've been working in animation for so long. I'm I'm so driven to be into the tactile world very much now because mm-hmm. and then I get to like work on a set and with people yeah, and all that stuff. And it's you know a lot of people I don't know, you know, they never got to see you unless they were in LA, you know, when you were doing like, but you had the uh, big dumb dildo, <laughs> the dumb like, dildo show, dumb dildo yeah. show, which yeah. was a great sketch show. Yeah. It was you know, like, like absurd I, sketch stuff. Yeah. And like I, I would try, I would go as much as I could. It was, yeah. and then there was your one man show. I did a one man show. That's which right. It was that uh, when, show. um, your, the, your fat son My from the fat future. gay son from <laughs> the future. Your fat gay son from the future, which was you in your brother's uh, makeup effects. Yeah. We built like a fat suit for me and, um, and I find out on the show that my that uh, <laughs> I never called it the fat gay son from the future, <laughs> but I figured I'll probably have a fat gay son in the future. Yeah, and um, and, and the uh, voice it was such a it shitty was just, voice. I was just trying to do anything that would be the most obnoxious thing in the yeah. world, and I just remember just being high pitched and annoying. I don't yeah. Yeah. talking like this, probably yeah. like just any kind of thing, but um. But uh, I made a donation to the LGBTQ for that. <laughs> it, well, the joke wasn't that he was. Gay. It wasn't was that. No it was, it was that, that there that, was right? like a space time continuum, and if I do this show, I'll you know everything in the future will be destroyed. And yeah. at the end of the thing, we do this really lo-fi effect where we we bl- blow up my son's face. Right. And what we did is we did this really slow. We got a bus and covered it in just like blood and disgusting stuff, and we took the prosthetic face that I was wearing m- moments before and. Got microfilament and slowly, like at super slow speed, pulled all the skin off of his face. (laughs) And he got this really fucked up kind of like just straight out of the 80s B horror movie kind of vibe. And that's something me and my brother grew up on. We're just tons and tons and tons of B horror movies. We love it, love it, love it. It had like, you know, something that would have been in Basket Case or something. Exactly. My brother ended up working for the guy who. Heaven Honor? Well, not Hen and Lauder, but and Gabe Bartalas, who did all, who designed That's right. Basket Case. Remember when we Frank shot? And Hooker. Remember when we were shooting the Captain Mustache thing? And, yeah. And the lady who was doing your makeup, she oh, was yeah, in Frankenhooker. She, she was. She worked with Gabe in yeah. Frankenhooker. That's right. It was such right. a weird coincidence. We were shooting something in Boston. And she's like, "Yeah, I haven't done this stuff in a long time. I did stuff in the '80s." And, and I go, we were just like, "Gabe Bartalas." And so yeah. Gabe, Gabe is amazing because first of all, my brother came to Jeff Small if you're uh, if you know who he is <laughs> uh, Google it dog <laughs> yeah Google it dog um, but uh, rarely is there another show where the sound drops like just derail or affect anybody <laughs> I listen to I listen to Stir it and no one gives them any mind at all uh, you know, yeah, everyone, here, go, everyone here just goes it's like touch. good <laughs> but we, uh, anyway um, so yeah he got an internship with Gabe Bartalis um and Gabe has done these great, like from Leprechaun, he helped design the original Leprechaun. Wow. And Starring he Jennifer kept, Aniston. Aniston, that's right. And then he also was working for um, Matthew Barney in, in the Cremaster side really? of stuff. Yeah, yeah. so wow. he went from these crazy B-horror movies to this like... Crazy abs- high art. High art, absurdist kind of like masculine testosterone, wow. testicle-driven. It's more, instead of testosterone, testicle-driven. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's, a, it's a, what, five-movie series about the descending of the testicles? And, Pretty much, and yeah. Or something? That's yeah. kind of what it is. I, I only know it from the trailers, but I've watched those oh. trailers a ton, and went, it, every single trailer has oh, scared me Oh, I went and saw it, it live, at, or at least... Uh, projected, projected. Yeah. Did, yeah. Did, you, did you do the one day they thing, did it or did it? They did it. Th- I did one where I saw like two or three. I think it was like somewhere in the middle of the series, and I don't, oh, okay. I don't know. And this is, this may have been. I think I must have been out here at this point. 
when when I saw that. It must have been like over 10, 12 years ago or something. I, I remember when it came through then. Yeah, yeah a, fr- that's, uh, a friend of mine showed me all the trailers. was like, and, I'm going to this. And I was like, I'm not. Yeah, my brother got to work on one of the last things that he did with Bjork, I guess, when they were still together. Either way. So that's my yeah. brother's thing. So my brother's got like what I call like one of the top 10 jobs, like forensic pathology, uh, <laughs> horror movie makeup <laughs> effects. But it's like Running so my own sandwich shop. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they just get What's f- it going to be? <laughs> it's fatter and fatter as you go down the I know house. you. You like an Italian sub. Let me get it smoking. There's a cat back there. <laughs> the, uh, but the... Um, so you you've done a lot of like live action stuff. Yeah, just I've like done live, yeah, live. exactly, like literally live. Exactly, I've done lots of performing and live action, yeah. lots of sketch and, and things. But the animation like that. stuff is what kind of got you known with home movies yeah. in the first place. And, and the weird thing is, I never planned to get into animation. I just got lucky when I yeah. was young to get into that world. So, so I've, I and I mean, my favorites when people ask me like, "Hey, you do animation? What's your favorite cartoon?" I go, "None." <laughs> yeah. None. I don't. I don't. Uh, I like Ralph Bakshi movies from the early '80s. Yeah. You know, like Fire and Ice and American Pop and uh, old Disney movies. But I don't really like. Aside from South Park, that's that's kind of. I don't really watch a lot of TV. Plus, you know, I'm gonna work. You know, at a chocolate factory all day, and I'm gonna come home and eat chocolate. Yeah. I don't think so. You know. <laughs> so I all I care about is like movies you know that's yeah. like mm-hmm. movies and documentaries and all that stuff so i just wanted to i just kept going with my brother i said let's build out the helmet for this thing i just want to do something tactile on the back of this album cover and i kept thinking you know it's amazing to see uh, and then i saw flying lotus's movie do you know uh, oh Cuso? yeah uh what was the movie called the flying Cuso. Lotus. Cuso. yeah that's so fucking, he let me see like an early cut of yeah, it it's gross and it's totally re- repugnant as yeah. it's intended to be there's yes. no way around that and he was telling me about model building and all that stuff and i was like it's true models look so much better and i started thinking about that then i listened to Marin's podcast with roger corman and they were just talking about just building stuff building stuff building stuff and that if if you plan your stuff well enough you can do it pretty cheaply so i started talking to my brother and i started going how would we do this how if i wanted to do a short if i wanted to like do the where would he goes i know a place that's like a standing spaceship set and if you live in hollywood you may have come across it Mm -hmm. but there's this place that apparently was uh james cameron shot 20 episodes of some kind of tv series some sci-fi that he built this for uh in like 1992 whatever happened they didn't they didn't um they didn't release any of it they just said fuck it it's we're not not mantis is it i don't believe so okay is that cameron Mantis is not a space show I thought that was think it, space like, above and beyond. Elliot, no. Elliot, hand on the hip. Caleb. Mantis is a superhero. <laughs> well, the only camera thing I can remember is the thing with Jessica Alba. The um, I'm digressing. I don't I'm remember. Sorry. Anyway, yeah, yeah. it was like the 1992 James or something. Jessica Alba project. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but but I looked online and I saw what play. I just saw there was a cockpit and a hallway and like some kind of room. Enough. Yeah, enough. And I started going, okay, I'm going to do this treatment and I'm going to try to raise money for this thing and I'm going to talk to sponsors and different people. And I think I need a ton of money. And I slowly started realizing, oh, I, my brother's building on this stuff. I'll give him whatever I can for all this stuff. And he'll, he owes me one anyway. I won't get, don't, I no, don't, gonna, we can't yeah. pry into that. <laughs> <You> can't. <laughs> no, no. Well, anyway, we I saved like, his. Uh, life. We don't like barriers in our interviews. No, but, um, but he was doing this and he was getting a lot out of it too because oftentimes when you're working in, in the special or like makeup effects, you're like painting part of uh, Hellboy's 
chest mm-hmm. yeah. and that's what you're doing for like 24 <clears throat> weeks you know yeah. as opposed to designing something and seeing it all the way through yeah. so so that's what so he got the pleasure of doing all that stuff and building some really cool things from like this really crazy silicon space whale yeah. to these robots and then I hired a third party to build a spaceship model yeah. and um and I rented a model to to shoot because I would I realized it cost a few thousand dollars to build this one model where did and you the, shoot the model I well so what I did was I I the same place that had the James oh, Cameron place. Oh, you're talking about like a model plane or something. I, oh, no, I, I didn't. Person. You thought I killed someone. Oh, you thought God. I killed someone. Sometimes That's words, embarrassing. Uh, Brendan, hold on. Sometimes <laughs> words are the same. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> words are fun. Sorry, I just hadn't interrupted in a while. That's all right. <laughs> no, but um, you did clear your throat right into the mic earlier. Anyway, so we, we found... Relaxed. Oh, yeah. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> this was the old... <laughs> 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 that was a pretty good visual. Yeah, good visual so, joke. Yeah, really made his eyes look silly when he did that, just so you know, yeah. at home. <laughs> yeah. He, like, really looked back. Like, it right was for left. my friends. Yes. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying so the people yeah. at home can enjoy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we just started kind of putting all this stuff together, and I storyboarded the whole thing out. Because, I mean, in animation, you kind of have to, like, see through the whole thing before you really start doing everything. You have to kind mm-hmm. of go through the whole process. So, I don't know. I just like to go for it. Start with one line and see where it takes me. Sometimes you can do it. You really can. But in this case, I, I didn't want to spend too much of my own money. And I was spending you know, <laughs> some. So, so, um, so yeah. So it took like four days to film. And then um, and we got this really... One of the cool effects, one of the things that kind of caught a lot of people's eyes was this crazy space whale thing. So I told my brother I wanted this somewhere between a, like, you know, a gray whale or and a... a samurai fighting fish with like weird tendrils oh, and yeah, stuff yeah. and i remember my brother and i had like i'll keep some movie queued up or he'll come over and we'll drink beers and watch scary movies or whatever and um we were watching poltergeist which was one of my favorite movies of all time and and we were i was looking at and i'll usually just go how do they do this how do they do that and my brother usually has an answer because he right. talked to a guy who probably worked on the movie okay. that's cool or that's worked really cool. next to a dude who did like oh yeah this guy i'm yeah. working with a guy that worked on the original flash gordon and i was like okay and that was another part is these ink tanks but back to the whale i said there's this at some point joe beth williams is going trying to go into the kid's room and she and there's a big lanky creature that's guarding the thing and it's like kind of slowly kind of flowing and and stuff and i said why does that look so cool how do they do that and he goes i'm i'm pretty sure that they shot that in water oh yeah, yeah. like underwater and had it all kind of like just dangling in these weird kind of fabric tendrils kind of and i said i want to do that with this whale so let's do it so we actually got a 50 gallon tank this tank that was like the gift that kept on giving because we did do all those flash gordon exterior kind of things we learned how to do the ink tanks which you'll see everything is tactile yeah. everything comes from like a real tactile source in the video so that was the the rule instead of dogma 95 uh-huh. we we're like corman 82 <laughs> so that was the deal so we had to use and if i was gonna do any compositing tricks i had to make sure that somebody did it back in the old days yeah like in i i looked at i was like we are compositing lens flares on stuff but i think i saw that in the movie in the early 80s and i went back and rewatched dragon slayer yeah and they they mm-hmm. had these kind of animated composited kind of um yeah. flares on top of the stuff yeah, so just like practical mm. overlays that you shoot over exactly and then luckily i was prepping for another video for necro goblicon yes. that came out a couple weeks ago too yeah and i was talking to the director of the original one who was producing this one brandon and dermer brandon dermer that's right yeah and Last so Dermer's like, there. what are you shooting? What are you doing? And I go, I'm, I'm still up in the air on that. And he goes, you're going to want to use, like, I go, I want to shoot widescreen. And he goes, you're going to probably want to use these lenses. And he, he got me in touch with a dude 
to get me these really great Kawas lenses, which are like 1960s, 70s that can now fit onto like your Red Dragon cameras yeah, and stuff yeah. like and that. And Brandon Dermer, he's he directed that great fart bar video. That yes. was like a uh, right, right, yeah, yeah, like a slasher, talented video. guy who can really tell a story yeah. though. So, um, so because I was already working on this other video, I got these really cool lenses, and that just it warps the outsides, it makes everything tall on the sides, and mm-hmm. so it's just a really cool look. So I thought, okay, the other thing is like for the live action stuff. All I was watching was every single sci-fi movie that was kind of inspired by Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I like the bands from the '70s that were inspired by the Beatles, that, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, ELO yeah. and yeah, you know yeah. stuff like that. Oh, That's really baby. cool. Yeah. Ice Pirates. Yeah, and I I, well, I didn't Ice watch Pirates. Ice Pirates, but I should have. I think I know every moment of that movie anyway <laughs> from like growing up with cable. Have you uh, Have you been down uh, down downstairs down the street? The uh, Are you the, hitting on him? <laughs> a little bit. Um, on, yes. The video tech. The, the, I just passed by it, so great, I just kind of got a really yeah, quick I, look as I was coming over here. I yeah. just dove into their sci-fi section, just picked oh, out yeah. everything I'd never heard of. It was oh, great. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, so so there are a lot of little tiny moments in movies that I was trying to like from like you know from from Toby Hooper stuff like Life yeah. Force, which I fucking love. Yeah, I love Funhouse from Toby. We may have watched it at some point. I'm not I think sure, so. but I love that movie too. Um, and. Um, and John Carpenter stuff too. It just I, and I wrote some extra score before the actual song starts on this whole thing too. So I was thinking because everyone's doing this Tangerine Dream thing through Stranger Things. I didn't want to do too much of that. I wanted to lean yeah. more towards a little bit of Tangerine Dream, but maybe like you know, Circa Sorcerer. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is really kind of discoy and weird and floppy and new early stage synthesizer. You know, they did the score for that and yeah. you know and I, um, I didn't I didn't realize that they did they did Sorcerer? They did Sorcerer and like Thief and yeah. Oh wow. A lot of cool Michael Mann shit. But they have so much they bring so much vibe to to their movies. So I was thinking yeah. about that for score. Yeah. Anyway, and and then just long lenses and tons of haze. And that's <laughs> seriously that's it was funny because Pat Healy was working on the Spielberg movie. The, oh, the post. The yeah, post. Yeah. And and I was like, so what does it look like from moment to moment? He's like, honestly, I couldn't take my eyes off watching this guy work. It was so cool to see Spielberg do this, that, and the other thing. And he goes, the trick is long lights, long lenses and haze. And I was like, yeah. it's true. It's atmosphere. It's building yes. something that's oh, somewhat definitely. dreamlike. And it lets you see the light. It lets yeah. you, yeah. exactly. It lets you see the light. And it's so much fun. It's like, Instead of doing After Effects and animation, I got to walk up and move lights and change things and take magnetic lights and stick them under things, create depth of field, mm. and the that must be so amazing after so many years in animation. Uh, it's of like, like being able. To, being it's able like to VR, it. where I get to walk in yeah. and <laughs> stuff around in, in After Effects. So it's it's the most satisfying feeling I had had in a long time. So it was really cool to have a, a great crew and a really great DP and and have these really cool cameras. And it was the first day. We were setting up the first shot, which had, I said, I want like 100 LEDs in the background out of focus. I want just atmosphere and texture and atmosphere and texture. And, um, and so they, uh, so they said, we're ready for you to take a look at the, the first shot. And I'm looking at the monitor. And I'm like, did you, uh, did we, what happened with the hazer? Is there no hazer? And they're like, oh, yeah, we, we got too hazy. So we turn it off and I'll go, leave it on for 20 minutes and come and get me. <laughs> and then honestly, 20 minutes, I'm like, this, this. And I go, okay, now let's create we can see a depth of field now through lighting through all this cool yeah. stuff and i go this is not if you say too much you're this is how much i want it's yeah. like uh, early is on time um <laughs> yeah yeah this is too much is just enough yeah this right is our now. ground floor right here. exactly and you see like all this everything from like ridley scott 
is so much hate, so much, so much noise in front of the camera and stuff. Yeah. And I know in animation, there's nothing more boring than a clean shot. Swear to God, we would get these gorgeously drawn things, and I'm just totally disinterested because I can see everything perfectly. Yeah. If I can only see bits and pieces of things, I'm way more interested. So I just so it forced me to collect everything that I really love to look at and yeah. put it in one place and get like you know moments from and and if things looked a little cheap, it's okay because the black hole has great tactile moments and the robots there were part of the influence of yeah, our robots yeah. and all stuff like that. That's so so that was what I did. And I was really excited to yeah. do that and then turn around and go do another very tactile. Um, story-driven video for Necrogoblicon. Um, yeah, which yeah. is a very fun metal band. We sh- we'll play something from there. We're actually going to take a, a, a music break and play a song from Galacticon, The Agenda, which is okay. a, a song I like on it. Thank Are you, you okay much. with that? I'm very okay with that. Okay, and then uh, then we'll... Uh, it's a legally binding. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'll there take it. it. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll be back with uh, with, Mil- uh, with more Jonah Film Dio and um and some Elliot we can't stop this guy from from talking <laughs>
Hey, everybody. As you know, we are in the middle of the Max Fun Drive. Max Fun Drive! Max Fun Drive! We started... Neil, careful on this. See... Here's here's why you should be donating to the Maxwell Drive. So you we need better cables. Better cables. We need better. We need a better cache. We need a cache. All of the cables before we started today. Um, but uh, we have our friend Lindsay. She's back for the third week in a row. She's oh, the same Lindsay. outfit, which is kind of embarrassing. It's a little. We've it's talked to. It's the only thing I own. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, talked to could Jesse you uh, could you could you break down what's going on with this Max Fun Drive? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So to start out with, it's your guys' first Max Fun Drive. Yes, we're very excited. Yeah. It'll be uh, uh, well, us and the Simpsons Pod. Will be a yeah, little. Oh, little. And a few other shows too, actually. Oh, really? Since the last drive, yeah. So we've actually grown a lot over the past year, which is a thrilling thing. Yeah, yes. it is. Yeah, it's so, nice for us to join. We're too. very happy to be yeah. a part of Max Fun, yeah. and and this is one of those necessary. I don't even want to say evils. No, because no. it's a, this is a good thing. Um, for the podcasting community, and mm-hmm. especially some uh, a network like Max Fun, that gives so much back to its listeners, yeah, and has a big effort to do that. Absolutely. So to be clear, Maximum Fun is a network. We're all about listener-supported media. So that means that if you love Jonah Radio, if you love other Max, if you have a love-hate relationship with Jonah Radio, yeah. <laughs> but mostly love. If yes. you love Mahona Radios, but you listen to Jonah Radio anyway, we yeah. promise that the bonus episode will not be a Mahona Radio. Oh yeah, yeah. we need to. Oh, so we, this we, is good. Good. Thank you for bringing that up early, Neil. Um, so one of the things you get from donating uh, to the Max Fund Drive, and this is at the five dollar per month level. This is five dollars a month. Now this is going to support uh, not only. Um, our podcast, uh, but any other podcast you choose um, on the on, on, on the network, mm-hmm. um, and then also on top of that, it helps us help bands that we're trying to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's uh, it, it, we're, we recorded a special episode for people who donate five dollars a month to the show, mm-hmm. um, and we, we have this great live show we're going to be doing in our offices. Uh, we already we know we already recorded it. <laughs> we did yeah. already record it. We did already record it in our studio. Yeah, in, in our in studio. A... Um, and it's we got live performances from Colleen Green, Jen Champion from S, one of my favorite musicians, Ali Kohler from Upset, Callie Kazoo, Ali Gertz is going to come up. We got a real Ali Cali Ali. Yeah, Ali Cali Ali. Ali Cali Ali situation. Also, uh, Hutch Harris from the Thermals, uh, who you heard on our show recently, he just sent me an acoustic version of one of my favorite songs from the first uh, Thermals album what that he recorded especially for us um, uh, and then we're also uh, Allison Crutchfield is going to be swinging by it's going to be Honus. and that's another alley and then our friend Honus Honus um, from Man Man is going to be giving us um, a song to play and there's probably going to be some more it's, these are songs that you won't be able to hear any other they're recording them specifically for our show and and we're really excited about that. And you can only hear that special episode with that with basically that. the Jonah Radio Fest episode. Mm. Yes, yeah. At the five, and it's just five dollars a month. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and we're recording it on a weekend, so we don't have to stick to the normal level of sobriety we, we we're at. This is going to be a party. Should I have not said that in front I'm, of the network person? I am going to do my best to keep it together that day. Yeah, <laughs> um, cash but, will be on bath salts. Um, <laughs> But there is a there is a thing that we you know we will do if you do donate uh, to the five dollar a month level mm-hmm. you will get this episode and if you uh, and then you know we there if you go, if you decide to go up we we appreciate every gift that you guys come in uh, yeah Megan Lynn Cott who's a, a, an amazing designer and I, I was so excited that she was going to do a design for us uh, she does a lot of great stuff for Max Fun um, and uh, she made this amazing enamel pin that is a penguin that says Ray Dio on it. So yeah. if someone's you're wearing that pen, you could say you're a fan. 
of uh, Penguins. Mm-hmm. You could say you're a fan of uh, Ray uh, Stevens. Ray Stevens. Ray Santiago <laughs> from um, uh, Astros Evil Dead. Yeah. Uh, or you could just say you're a big fan of Dio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a really adorable, cool looking pen. And so that's at the $10 a month uh, thing where you will also get the uh, Jonah Radio Fest exclusive uh, extravaganza bonus, yeah. bonus content. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, tell you, I tell you what, this is not going to be for everyone. Uh, Neil was feeling low uh, at a certain points a couple of years ago. I said, Jonah was out of town. I was like, what do you want to do? He's like, I don't want to do anything. I said, how about we re- record some Mahona radios? I have some old dusty Mahona radios that I will give access to. For those uninitiated, Mahona radios is just Neil and Cash and my brother Adam. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was uh, a lot of them. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. For the, you know, that's just the general when, thing. <laughs> usually Adam um, had something better. But uh, they're also not nearly as good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why this is a higher tier thing. That well, no, 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 no. It's, to... it's, it's the same tier. It's a $5 thing. I'll put if it out there. <laughs> it's, I'm not, I'm not making, I'm just, I'm just saying if, mm. if there are Mahona radio heads at home and they're like, I am not getting it because they have attached themselves to a higher quality show these days. Neil, stop I, playing I, with it. I'm trying to not make it fall on the floor. <laughs> I will guarantee See, that you will get those These are things models. that if you give us just a couple bucks, <laughs> could be fixed. But then everyone's going to be like, well, I like it when they snap at each other. Oh, our, our lives aren't getting better. No, our lives won't no. get better. Our relationships won't uh, be benefited from that. Um, but uh, Lindsay's getting such an education in us. Oh, the tension is so thick. It's, uh, <laughs> it is thick. But like it's, a good thick. Cut like, it with a knife. Yeah. Um, so, like gravy, you really, like a thick gravy. Mm. We're done talking about thick. Uh, we're, um, our next uh, level up is the $20 per month And that's the Max Fun Family Cookbook This is a curated uh, cookbook By all the Max Fun hosts And um, there's going to be a lot of recipes And I think w- the three of us Are going to have uh, drink recipes Drink recipes Yeah, yeah Neil's yeah. got a Christmas need. drink Yeah, I've got a uh, drink that the, some bartenders taught me. Yeah, and then it's a, uh, and then like the bonus with that, the twenty dollars a month is, uh, it's you get the cookbook, which is like a bound mm-hmm. book, it's a real book, yeah. and it's yeah. like real, it's gonna be really funny, mm-hmm. uh, and a real cool little thing to put on your bookshelf, and uh, and you also get some Max Fun uh, space themed cookie cutters. Oh, fun! You don't just need to cut cookies with them. You can cut Jello shots. You can cut. Um, yeah, you can cut uh, pasta shapes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, if you, you can like cut a sheet. And uh, um, it's a, style hey, pasta. Lindsay, tell us about this thirty-five dollar per month uh, thing. This is like when you go up to thirty-five dollars a month, and this okay. um, and this is like really when you're getting to people who have an extra thirty-five dollars a month, yeah. which I can't imagine is any of our listeners. But <laughs> yeah. for those who have disposable money um, in uh, in this day and age, uh, this is the type of gift that's going to make you go, "Wow, Cheryl, this is great." <laughs> it is a uh, one liter Cheryl. It's a one liter juice carafe. Can you explain the juice carafe? <laughs> And That's it looked, a mimosa. Yeah, yeah. that 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 looks so, good. Yeah. We I'm, wanted we wanted your listeners, we wanted Max Fun <laughs> listeners, and therefore members, to make real quick, Lindsay, not to not not the microphone in front of your mouth if you can. Oh, you're from the network. You should know that. <laughs> I told you guys I do spreadsheets. I <laughs> I don't talk into microphones. <laughs> you knew this when I sat down on this couch. <laughs> this is part of the deal. Um, but so yeah, so uh, this juice craft is so classy. It's permanently engraved with Max Fun's rocket logo. It is going to look slamming on your breakfast table. Oh. It's going to look fucking fire on your uh, what's those drink things called? You know, you bars, know, trays, th- maybe a tray. 
Like a like a, a wet side bar. Oh, wet bar. A wet bar. Yeah, you got a wet bar? You want this. Summer's oh. coming up. You're going to want to make uh, the drink that I'm going to put in the cookbook. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> How many minutes has it been? <laughs> so just, just these are, uh, these are oh, you know what's great? Uh, what's that? Uh, Pim's cup. Maybe that'll do that. There you go. Uh, so here's the thing. Um, we... We would love for you guys to support the show. We understand that uh, we have a lot of younger listeners, so donate what you can. So uh, you know, you heard a you heard a song from Galacticon, and then you heard uh, us talking to Lindsay from Max Fun about the Max Fun Drive that's currently happening right now. It is. And uh, just to let you guys know, our bonus episode we recorded it the other day. We got we got Ali Gertz in studio, Jen Champion in studio. We got Ali from Upset. We got Callie Kazoo. All Allison these in studio. Crutchfield. Allison Crutchfield from Swearing and Waxahachie. We, we have Colleen Green. Colleen Green. We have like you know uh, Hutch from the Thermal sent us a, a cover. 
of one of my favorite songs from More Parts Per, per Million. And, um, it's not a cover if it's his song. Did I say cover? Yeah. Acoustic version is what I meant. Okay. Ryan uh, Honus Honus sent us in um, a Blondie song, a cover of a Blondie song, Hanging on the Telephone Line. That's, like, that's not Blondie yeah. didn't... The, they're it's not a the Blondie ones that, cover. Is it really? Of a, The Nerves song. The Nerves right? are the oh, ones. Oh, I had no and idea. I only know that because I recently got back into Blondie's first couple albums and just and stumbled on that information. It's a great song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, it's a fantastic nerves, song. Nerves are the one that's, that did it. And then, uh, and then so yeah, so that's uh, it's going on right now. If you become a, a member, blah, 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 you get that. It's basically a whole festival. It's a big, major, huge episode, and it's a, it was a lot of fun. Three hours and ten minutes long. Yeah, exactly. People. Lots of music you won't be able to hear anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and That's then, a road uh, tripper, we call that. Yeah, exactly. And then coming out of that, we uh, we played Agamaw County, uh, a submitted band with their song Drag the Lake. And uh, what I was saying was what I like about it is that it's a southern metal that uh, reminiscent of uh, Pantera, but you don't have to have the guilt of listening to a uh, uh, Nazi <laughs> saluter. Saluter. Uh, I, I thing. think he apologized for what it's worth. I'm not sure. Sure, because it got out on the internet. I know. It's just like uh, what's Laura Ingraham? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Boy, did they nail her today. Oh, man. They but, said, look, I'd accept your apology if that happened before we started <laughs> pulling your sponsors, like talking yeah. to sponsors and deleting. And in her apology, she's like, in the spirit of this week. Of, of, holy, of holy week. Of this holy week. And it's like, oh, so, if yeah, it wasn't, in, yeah. so if it wasn't about to be Good Friday and Easter, you'd be like, fuck it, I don't care. I don't this give is, a <laughs> pardon my the, the, the big thing I saw on Twitter today was <laughs> the, woman with, uh, the woman with the Twitter handle Lauren Ingram. Who is not Laura Ingram? Uh, just reposting all the shit that she was getting oh, all day funny. today. Oh, that's very funny. Uh, but yeah, they, it's a, I, I like the uh, I, I like that Ogemaw County. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I don't riffs. mean to defend anybody, but I, I just think that's where that landed with the Pantera um, Nazi salute situation. That when he, I say Pantera, it's not all of Pantera. Not of all was, Pantera. Yeah, some of them are dead. Yes. Oh, is that Phil Anselmo? We mm-hmm. should remember hashtag not all Pantera. Yes, Phil Anselmo. Not all serious. Pantera. Yeah. Do you have um, a Phil Anselmo button? No, I had a doorbell button. No one can hear my drops. Oh, oh, I oh that's right. Yeah, I, I turned the volume down. That was my yeah. fault. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the thing. Elliot and I have been joking around about like one syllable impressions. And what would be the Phil Anselmo? Uh, what would be his uh, one syllable impression? You got one? I don't know with him. Oh, I mean, I know it. Yeah. I guess it's the easiest one is. Walk. Yeah. No, that would just be that. Read. Because <laughs> <laughs> that comes first. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Who, what are the other one syllable impressions? Uh, Sam. That's the yeah, that's Sam. Big one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's uh, <laughs> there's the, the, hey, there's the like Spin Doctors be. one, which is uh, if. Wait, wait. If. <laughs> yeah, that's Spin Doctors. That's okay. Spin Doctors. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, yeah. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be Hetfield. That's the yeah. end of it. I was going, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, that's the end of that's his like that's him uh deceding from a, a, a word. Like it's him. Yeah, yeah. What is the word I'm looking for? Um dismounting. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, you know what, when when uh him and Kirk were on uh the Nerdist when we we had them on, it's uh they came in the room and they're like uh, we're sitting right here, and then uh, Chris goes, "Yeah, anywhere you want." And he just goes, uh, "He goes, yeah, yeah," as he sits down, no. <laughs> like it just like like it just squeezes out. All this yeah. time has just been an involuntary sound his body makes. Like yeah, moves in certain ways. Um, my <laughs> a trick hip. I yeah, put, all, the, all that grunting is just. A, he had a sneeze fit in the studio. And he's just <laughs> like, this sounds great, buddy. We're gonna lay that. I in. put my uh, my uh, my my i my Apple Music on shuffle when I get in my car, mm-hmm. and uh, my Apple Music. 
thinks that what I mostly want to hear is live uh, versions of Master of Puppets songs. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, it's like, and I do love it because he, they like just the with James talking for so long, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just like, "Hey, y'all doing tonight?" <laughs> you know, you're part of the Metallica family. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it means a lot that you're here tonight. <laughs> but that's that seems more later day. Yeah, that is yeah. like that's like when you go and it's like it's all old dudes yeah. in the snake pit. That's like no, the, yeah, the more the recent ones, ones. The ones yeah. yelling at the audience. You're not sleeping yet, are you? Come on, we got a lot more show to do. Like, he's just, <laughs> just mad at the audience. Yeah, we're glad to be back here. Like, it's like he used to have such a higher timber. Everyone does, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, yeah, everyone as you go on. Yeah. I remember one of the, my favorite, favorite um, metal frontman moments was Rob Dukes from Exodus. He had the coolest thing, and, 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 he would just like he would just despise the audience throughout the whole show. He'd like look at them all and just like thumbs down, thumbs down, <laughs> you and the things, thumbs down. And then by the very end, he'd go, you know, when I first got here, I wasn't sure if I liked you. <laughs> <laughs> but now I think you're the best crowd we've ever had. And everyone would go, and I, <laughs> and I would rip parts. <laughs> I would rip parts of that off uh, as Nathan exploded when I would perform. Oh, nice. And I'd also do a bunch of things. You know, they told us not to come here. <laughs> <laughs> they said you wouldn't show up. <laughs> but you showed up. I, I, um, whatever the singer, uh, Pele, or what was the guy who sang for the Hives? Uh, yeah. yeah. Holland Pell Yeah. Umquist. Umquist, yeah. But uh, he had a great thing. And I'm not sure if it was a thing he did or it was just a one time thing. You never really know. But he's, he's, he's like, he's like, Good evening, Los Angeles. We are the hives and you are not. Just kidding. You're the hives too. I like my favorite thing is when Rob Halford will talk at concerts, he sounds like, and Juice Priest is my favorite. Like, I love him. But he sounds like a dad who's just trying to get, like, trying to. Build a bridge to his kids who love metal. He's used the word metal so many times. He's like, we got a lot of metal fans here. You know, we've been spreading the gospel of metal all over this metal world. It's like, we know. You're, we know why you're here. Like, yeah. You know what's build out? You know what metals use for? Building bridges. It's like, your kids like metal, right? Yeah. I got to see Jewish priests in Austin at Fun 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 Fest, and it was great. But they are old. They are old, yeah. Yeah. There's a reason they've had a farewell tour and then another one, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, and it's, he can't I, belt it out as much. And it's still fun to see. I mean, that's him. hard to do it. Yeah, exactly. At any age, it's, it's so hard. Mm-hmm. I, did I tell you about when I saw Iron Maiden? It was like maybe two, three years ago. And they have three guitars now because one of them was like on leave for a while and they hired a second guitarist to, to replace him and then that guy decided to come back and they didn't have the heart to get rid of the first <laughs> I, think I have a feeling that's why Pat Smear is still in the Foo Fighters <laughs> very well I don't know it's like but, I want to come back and they're like uh, sure bud yeah. but I'm watching He's this fun sh- on the van <laughs> I'm watching the show with my brother-in-law and the guitar player the kind of newest member has got his leg propped up on an amp that's probably just like above hip level so he's got his foot propped up like this like <laughs> and like we nudge each other and, he, and we're like that's gotta be he's doing that most of the show he's got his foot just propped up and we're like based on his age that's gotta be like great relief for his sciatic nerve <laughs> <laughs> swear to god it's gotta be it's gotta be like that guy's bouncing around the show <laughs> he goes if I do this it kind of like gives me a lot of relief in my leg <laughs> and this then is... the, the other thing was like Bruce Dickinson sounded fantastic 
but I just noticed when they go up and down the stairs, they're a little bit slower when they get down to the bottom. They kind of like put their arms out. Okay, all right. Okay, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when they go up and down. What's, uh, like, Ellie, you were talking about how like, Bruce Dickinson... Um, how he flies them around. He flies yeah. the tour Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He flies the There's a whole plane. documentary based on that. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Flight 666. Flight 666, and it's that's like, right. But it, it, it's, it's, it just seems like he's really tiring himself out unnecessarily before a show to be <laughs> flying a plane for it. Does it cost like, more than a tour bus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everybody. I had a red eye last night. <laughs> yeah. That's like... Uh, had that, to stay up to land it. Yeah. 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 That Rush documentary where Neil Peart, like rides a motorcycle everywhere. Like, oh, right. He like follows. Like, no, he doesn't follow. He goes his own route. So he goes on like dirt roads and shit. Oh, that's right. And that's... then meets up at the next city and like... There's a good portion of the tour in like Western Canada where it's just raining for weeks and he's in the rain. That's the kind of stuff today's Tom Sawyer does. <laughs> but that that is, is true. He there's like yeah, five minutes of that documentary de- de- dedicated to the fact that like he was wearing wet boots for 17 hours or something <laughs> and his foot is just rotting it's off his body. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 I'll play, I'll play. And he's like, uh. like just gritting through it. And they're like... Right on the bus, man. Right on the bus. Yeah, right on the bus. I heard a story of a band where the one of the members found out that it was because they're all kind of putting part of their their the money that they make into the bus, and he thought if mm-hmm. I don't take the bus, then I get to keep that money, and he would drive a rental car right behind the bus. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's a lot of stories like that. I won't say the name because yeah, I don't want to. I don't well, like Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was on uh, on the Mr. Sancerre tour, that you know, Hampton Yan, who was doing Crow, d- d- like just doesn't want to be on the bus. He's, he's, oh, he's, really? he's like, I'm kind of claustrophobic. I don't like the idea of being sleeping on a bus. It just yeah. makes me uncomfortable. So he was flying from city to city. Oh boy! And sometimes that's so much more traumatic. I think he just like oh. he it just like he'd always like just were like it's, it's like we haven't heard from. Him. Is he going to make it? Then he'd roll in with like a extra large McCafe. Yeah. <laughs> like just you're like, hey guys, uh, how was it? He, he's like had a good night's sleep and a bed that wasn't moving at 75 miles per hour. <laughs> Which and I every I was so like jealous. That. I hated you it. Hated so it. Much. I loved it. Some loved, people do. I would. Uh, I I absolutely loved it. And then every once in a while, you get a bus driver. You start. You just start like at some point going. That was like rabbit, every rabbit, fucking and, five uh, seconds with yeah. this guy that I dubbed Bumpy Daryl. <laughs> but he was real nice. And then I talked to other bands that I've heard that like like Des, uh, mm-hmm. Um Like it's it's like I took my friend Denver and he's, he's like, oh that that guy. We had that guy. Yeah. And I was like. Pretty shitty. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's terrible. <laughs> Bumpy Daryl. Yeah. I know I had a guy named Uncle Donnie. <laughs> and I wasn't sure. He may, he was telling me stories because I'd like, you know, I'd, he'd Sit hang out in the front. front and like smoke a cigarette or something every once in a while. And um, he'd tell me stories. And at the end, I was like, hey, have you heard Uncle Donnie tell stories? I think he may or may not have killed a person or two. <laughs> and I'm not sure, though. He tells he's very, he just refers to himself as Uncle Donnie, and everything's just off about everything he's saying. And he's, yeah, he seemed like a real piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I just imagine a guy that calls, calls himself Uncle Donnie is not too different yeah. from Kurt Russell's character from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Don has been in a lot of... And like yeah. you walk up and he's already telling a story <laughs> in the front seat. You just yeah. happen to catch it. Yeah, like yeah, it's a radio like that's a been left on. radio from the 70s, yeah. <laughs> there was a guy I knew like that who was a military policeman. Mm. and But his regular day job was he had been a... He had been a state trooper and then a regular policeman in Kentucky. And 
he would be he was like a super nice guy he'd be like hey y'all how you doing what's going on and, he, and they'd tell you stories and he'd be like you've done terrible things. <laughs> this is, yeah. he's like yeah so i i was taking this guy out from uh, out of his car and i slam him against the ground because i gotta make sure he knows what's going on and then he you dies gotta make sure <laughs> like, dies. and he dies because he has sickle cell anemia and i guess i burst some blood vessels in his body or something and his family's suing me and i'm like i didn't go in and Change the shape of his blood cells that they couldn't <laughs> carry oxygen anymore. That's not my fault. It was like he was this, like the nicest. That sounds like an, story, like an Annie Hall story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she died. Yeah. Yeah. With, That's uh, crazy. He went through like he probably was like state trooper. And it's like sorry, we gotta let you go, but we can get you a job with the local cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too, we gotta let you go, but we can get you a job uh, with the MPs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The um, it's uh, there's that weird too because Bumpy Darrow was he was an older guy. Uh, from Florida, and he was a nice guy. He like dro- he was in the military for a long time. They drove trucks for a long time, and then like he, a buddy of his who drove trucks started driving a like a tour bus, and he's right. like, he's like, it's great, it's great. You yeah. got to get into a lot of money, and uh, but he was also like just one of those old school dudes that just like can just keep on talking. And I realized when I was doing my laundry at a hotel stop in Santa Fe, uh, you know, we the were both glamorous life. Of the road, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, laundry's a big. Yeah. It's it's, a, it's yeah. something that's always on your mind. When yeah. and how, you when know? and how, and uh, showers too, because some of these theaters we were at were real. Like I remember, I a guy, I was going to like my dressing closet, sure, um, and I, the guy was uh, he's going, he's like, I was like, here's the screwdriver. I was like, what's the screwdriver for? He's like, it's to turn on the. It's to, it's to turn on the shower. I was, like, uh, I was like, okay, and then so I get up to like the you bring know, the, that the back, goddammit. it. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, yeah. Make sure you get back. It's like it's connected to a phone book. Yeah. <laughs> but I go and um, and it's like and I was like, well, I just I gotta take a shower, and then so I move the shower curtain and just tons of cockroaches fly Whoa. out. Of it. But they all run away. It was almost like a cartoon. They all they were there for a second and then just went in somewhere else and ran oh, away. Yeah. None of them you hung out. You turned on the shower and eyeballs came Eyeball- out. <laughs> <laughs> like, but what? then like I turned on the shower and it's just a trickle. Uh, and I was like, oh, maybe something's wrong. Maybe I'm not doing it right. I grabbed the guy. He's like, no, that's it. This place is real old, man. Yeah. <laughs> like it was my fault for thinking that I would get any kind of. Yeah. It's your fault for showing up 25 years after the place <laughs> yes. was great. Yeah. yeah. Did you get like a walkthrough? Like this is how it's going to be? Did your Because what I learned in the very first Death Clock tour that we did was was that this isn't the band's bus, this is the bus driver's bus, this mm. is his tour, yeah. and this yep. is his, these are his rules. His, so, the, yep. so Gene Hoagland, who's, who I've been working with, he's even on that track that you just played earlier, who's a drummer, he's played with Testament, Dark Angel, Death, uh, Strapping Young Lad, all kinds of great bands. He's, he's a monster player, but uh, he can do anything on drums. And um, he was kind of my, my guide. He's like, okay, this is the tour bus, and this is, um, by the way, this is a, a really good impression of it. <laughs> it is. He goes. So when you get on, this is the this is the, his bus. So it's Uncle Donnie's bus. So you gotta make sure and kind of thank him. <laughs> you know, it's like um, <laughs> just a little genuflection by the drivers. Exactly. Place. It's yeah. kind of like a Harry Potter like yeah. kind of thing. Thank them. You know, like some kind of like yeah. Griffin hippogriff, whatever. Um, <laughs> hippogriff. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, he goes, okay, so uh, this is your, you, uh, since usually tour manager gets to pick the bunk first, and uh, so, but uh, next in line would be you, because it's your band, so you pick a bunk, <laughs> you know, you, people want the high bunks, people want the low bunks, I always go for the, the middle bunk, because uh, less problems getting in and out, and you're going to find that's really helpful as you go on, and, uh, you know, 
Some people, you're going to find a lot of loose change is going to happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I get a Ziploc bag, put it on a hanger, keep all my loose change in there. Sometimes I'll get, you're going to you're gonna run out of socks and underpants first. So uh, you're going to want to, uh, sometimes you just buy them and throw them away. Just get go to a Walmart. By the way, you're going to hit a Walmart. And you probably think, oh, it's corporate horseshit for fucking rednecks or whatever. But, you know, you're going to find a Walmart and this, is this wonderful oasis in a sea of nothing. And you're going to really find that it's got fresh produce and all kinds of different, you know, <laughs> I swear to God, like, and I was like writing stuff down, like flipping pages. Uh huh. Uh-huh. This, this seems necessary. It was really like the most helpful rundown of 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 etiquette, behavior, like proper gentlemanly yeah. stuff yeah. from like a, a long-haired heavy metal guy who's just you would think is. You just wouldn't think, he, but he's he's used he's to this. Just doing it, yeah. And it's the, life. They we're gonna find out what the Wi-Fi password. It gets a little sketchy when you kind of get out in the open and around Iowa. And <laughs> but yeah, it was just stuff yeah. like that. You're not gonna want to. By the way, there's a thing called a hot bag. I think maybe we, I don't we, know. we weren't allowed to do hot bags, which is you know no number twos in the bathroom, right? Yeah. Um, and that was the thing. It's like I would have a hard time falling asleep on the bus. So when we would eventually stop somewhere in the morning, is when I'd finally like pass out. Uh, but what I came to realize, because I would wake up once the bus would start to move again, uh, what I came to realize is that uh, someone on the bus—I don't want to name names—but it was it was one of the older people on the tour. Um, he would uh, get up at like 5 a.m. or something like that and be like, "I have to use, I have to go number two. And then so the bus had to pull off and to a rest stop or a gas station, and he would go. And it was during that time that I thought in my head because I would try to not to look at the time yeah. when I was in mm-hmm. the, my bunk, and I'd be like. Oh, it's finally home. And then yeah. I would wake up again yeah. and go, what's going on? And then look at the time and then be confused and then have a hard time getting back to sleep. And it happened. Like I realized it was a guy that just had to go to shit every fucking morning because no. it's like he didn't want to uh, disrupt his fucking schedule. His yeah. fucking well, you get schedule. older, that schedule. You don't always have control over <laughs> yeah, that. Sure, yeah. That's true. Yeah. You can't just stick your ass out of the thing and just take a crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Matthews man did. They did. They, they, yeah. I love Dave Matthews, man. I tried to, I mean, I pitched an episode of like just trying to take that Dave Matthews moment where he released, like the, yeah. the driver released basically all the filth and yeah. all the, the waste onto like a perfect, like a, basically like a tea party where everyone's dressed in white. <laughs> I mean, that's a, what I like to imagine. It was like a, a graded like, bridge. So the bridge was over the Chicago River or whatever. Yeah. Marry me, like a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like me. It, was the, it was the day before Labor Day. Get their whites out. There was like a season where Death Clock's home was floating in this gigantic thing and this gigantic kind of like like miniature city around, you know, and that's, that's where it lived. It was like it had shot up into the sky and was go- getting repaired in the sky. And I wanted to do like the biggest larger than life shit release kind of thing. Just like cartoonify that. Like that needs to be exaggerated anymore. But I never found the the opportune time to work that major just like diarrhea onto like a third world nation kind of like tour thing, you know. Uh, well, we're gonna take a break for uh, another song. This is a band that I really, really like. There's one of the one of the earliest submissions to this podcast. Uh, by the way, if you want your music uh, played on this podcast, uh, one, make sure it's dope. Two, um, uh, yeah, I know that was r- the the grossest I've been, which is saying a lot. Uh, uh, submit it to Jonah Radio at gmail.com. That's R A Y D I O at gmail.com. And, uh, and yeah, high class. <laughs> institution 
Um, but uh, says so the this... guy who pitches a fart joke for almost every riff. <laughs> oh, almost. No, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Like I could argue every time I've pitched a fart joke in Mystery Science Theater, I'll say. It, I'll. I'll I can give you a PowerPoint presentation no, why it's justified. That's true. It's always justified. Jesus, how many of those do you have? Because it can be funny. Um, and it's uh, so, anyway, this is a, a band called Mega Church. And uh, they are a really great, heavy band. Uh, they don't have a singer, but what they do is they sample um, uh, tea party rallies and, um, and televangelists for their vocals. So this is their uh, song. Uh, resurrection, and then it will flow into tea baggers. Too loud? The no, no, no. Okay. It's a, been um, taking it down. It's, it's a little loud um, on the speakers, but I took. But uh, so we got we got Lindsay back here. Lindsay, not usually it's a full drum kit in classical. Tell us more about this Max Fun. Yeah. So Max Fun Drive. You know what? Real quick, Lindsay. Yeah. Neil, turn this off. Let's find a, a less busy thing. To oh, go on I thought background. I was in trouble. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know what? That's just the tone of my voice. Sticking your shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, we're in the middle of the Max Fun Drive. Things are going great, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell. Yeah. Uh, and tell us more about Max Fun, and tell us like it's like what's what's so good about the network and why people should donate. Yeah, absolutely. So Maximum Fun is proud to have always been a listener-supported network. So that means that our shows are supported by you, the listeners, uh, when you become a MaxFun member and pledge just a few dollars to us every month, uh, that's what we're all about. Mm-hmm. I, d- I do find, like, uh, speaking as someone who I, I, I am a member, or I was a member until my credit card expired, um, but <laughs> and, and a, a thing that I did want to start setting up, 
which is like with, with this this Max Fun Drive will help us with this. When you send us a song and we play it, we will buy the song off of you on Bandcamp. Yes, um, that's awesome. something I want to. I, I truly want to start doing. It's a way yeah. to you know. It's and it's not it's not much, but it's just I want to I want to start that process. Yeah, I yeah it's give, like, a, like a like a karmic. Deed. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh it's you know I. I know you think of us as like we're professionals in Hollywood. You've seen me on TV. I'm on a show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But you've it's seen like, Cash on TV as well. You've seen Cash on TV. on TV. You've seen Neil's editing on TV. But like it's like you know yeah. we are we're 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 of the subset. We, no one gets paid as much as you think out here, yeah. uh, and we are of the subset of blue collar entertainment people. Yeah, and 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 it's stuff like this that'll help us. And it's stuff like a lot of the podcast people you listen to. It's like you know. It's to, we're 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 there like the bands yeah. just doing it because we like it and yeah. any little bit of help helps us continue to do it. Union and, man, man, and it's all about kind of helping the grander community of yeah. uh, of creatives, of listeners, of uh, people. You know, you know this is this is our uh, you know we got to save the dance hall. Oh, <laughs> and, this, and this is our boogaloo, yeah. like say <laughs> Ferris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that band. Um, well, there go oh, our donations. Oh, you know, you, if you listen to the show, that's really what we're about. Is like we're it's a, you know we're not we're not telling you about music because it makes us feel cool. We're already cool. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing this to help out the people uh, that are making this music, and yeah. and these bands that we play, they have a hard time making a living off of it. Most of them don't. Yeah. A lot and of you weren't born when we traded mixtapes. Exactly. This, this is, is our mixtape mix to you yeah. once yeah. a week. To you, um, and so we are. Uh, we, we are continuing this pledge. Right, please go to maxfun, maximumfun.org dot dot org slash donate slash, slash donate. donate. Maximumfun.com. Be sure to when you donate, click on the old donor radio thing. Yeah. Let them know that you listen to us. That's Don't make of, us look like dicks. We're tr- we we, we pitched them a big game coming onto this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we are new kids in school. Please invite us to eat lunch at your table. Don't make us the worst performer in this drive. Our self-esteem is shining through. We're going to be right back. Uh, we're going to be, and Lindsay will be back later uh, to talk more about the Max Fun Drive. Thank you. Here again is another song, and then back to Elliot and Brendan.
Listen up, world. We changed the world. I don't feel bad. We made some mistakes. But America is good. This is not the America I grew up in or you grew up in. When he said change, we didn't mean this. We back. We back. We back. We back. Uh, so again, you heard uh, uh, big t- top of tails. You heard Mega Church off their album Mega Church Two Judgment Day. Uh, great heavy band from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh. Um, and then you got to hear uh, Lindsay talk uh, some more about yep, the Max Fun Drive, which Max we are in the middle of. Elliot is on. You're on a the Flop House, which is a Max Fun, which is a proud flagship of the Max Fun line. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, and what constitutes as flagship when my brother, my brother and me probably has 15 times more listeners than yours, and also all the other McElroy podcasts do yes. also have it. Well, you know, there's some ships wave flags in the back they're not, <laughs> they're not all the first flagship oh yeah, yeah yeah no i remember that there was that whole that whole thing where you could go out in neighborhood and you put the you put a different flag up in the back and then it it said what you were into yeah, if like it was the, like the brown flag exactly like back flag the, the band on. yeah yeah uh the so i wanted to welcome you guys to the max fun family of podcasts oh wow yeah. 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 So is that what this we switched the pilot gift bag oh, oh yeah. we used to be on here oh, and then we switched over to max fun because we wanted to feel like we uh were doing something for someone that cared <laughs> <laughs> sure. yeah sure. and also like the it's I, i'm sure when it came to uh i'm sure our listeners are more max fun people than they are nerds people which, uh, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like when I went on the Max Fun cruise, there was like a lot. It's like I, you know, a lot. We did a lot of live nerdist stuff, and there's, you know, there's there's some great nerdist listeners, ID Tenty, whatever it is. Now, uh, but it's like when I would meet Max Fun people, 
quote unquote. It would always be like it's like people was like I was like oh it's like you know about music you know you, you can you right, joke around. Right. It's like if I make a mean joke you don't, you're not going like you're not a real nerd. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a it's a very it's a really great listener community. Yes. and they're really they're really good listeners and they get very. They're very enthusiastic, and, and you're, yeah. you're, you've been a part of that community for a bit now with your for, with, for Flophouse, right? For like a, pro- we've probably been three or four years, I guess. How, yeah. ma- how many Max Fun drives have you done? We've done probably three or four. I don't remember. There we it's go. we've been, we've been doing the podcast for over ten years. Oh wow! But uh, we joined Max Fun probably like yeah, like you were with five Al Magicals. Uh, we were with for- All Things Comedy for a little bit, which yeah. is a fine network. It just wasn't All Things Comedy was really designed for stand-ups who have podcasts and there was a lot of stuff about like we can help you promote your tour gigs yeah. we can help you when your album comes out we can help promote it but when you and didn't like get in on like uh uh what's the guy that they're always trying to make lose weight um the whole ari uh, shafir uh, crew Wagner? no the whole ari shafir crew uh, um carmel no never mind Stop i guess you guys naming fat guys <laughs> well, i was gonna be third okay. yeah. <laughs> but they, it was uh it was not quite the right fit for us but max fun was very much the right fit for us yeah and i think it'll be the right fit for you guys That's, too. Yeah. Yeah. guys we've been having a good time we've been enjoying can i can i ask a question of the room when yeah. do you think the first podcast associated murder will actually happen like different warring factions will <laughs> oh like the gang the gang Tur- the yeah. turf wars the yeah because yeah, hip hop was around happened, like 15 years it would have like it's like at this point in podcast history i mean Chris Hardwick or Mark Maron would have murdered each other. It would have happened yeah. by now. Or one of their acolytes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it would have been a comedy bang bang drive by at some <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Related comedy incident. bang bang bang. <laughs> and then they do a <laughs> serial bang, season bang, about yeah. it. Comedy bang 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 bang. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we it's a, yeah. Well, well, I was going to say, yeah, you're going to bring up something that we were going to. Yeah, we're going to talk about. Yeah. The, the, we're gonna Guys, they're pointing at each other. Yes. There's a lot of <laughs> visual jokes nope. on this episode. First, first, it was, Dude. first it was Jonah. And then it's, yeah, some guy actually Jonah, like Jonah some, some guy messaged like, me saying that he uh, he likes the podcast, but the sound quality is terrible because he can't hear me uh, sometimes. And I I say to you, I don't care. <laughs> the last person I want you to hear on this podcast is fucking me. <laughs> but yeah. The great thing is he can't hear you. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you can't even hurt anybody's feelings. Um, and, he, and then he said. Constructive criticism. Love the podcast. Yeah. I say, you got to love it for all its flaws, baby. Yeah, you got to love <laughs> you can't it. Can't take me as I am. Love me for me. Yeah, that's, that's the flip side of the comment that I usually get on the Flophouse, which is that I get a lot of like, that guy's got. I like that show, but that one guy, I can't listen to his voice. He's got a shitty voice. And <laughs> really? people have been like, I don't know why he uses that voice when he does the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'm just as God made me, sir. That's just, like. just as God made me. <laughs> this is a good one. When we when we switch to Max Flung, my mom. Uh, who listens, uh, texted me and was like, I don't like how you speed it up now. It sounds crazy. You sound like chick- chipmunks. But she had just hit like the two oh, times. Oh, the two times. <laughs> the two times speed point. I like that your mom thought that was like a stylistic yeah, choice. Like she's, she's heard the music you listened to growing up and she's like, I wouldn't put this past Neil. Yeah. No, and yeah, she was just like, like congratulations on the move. Like she was like, it was supportive, but like, yeah. I don't like that. Like, <laughs> Now, you Neil, should think about it. Neil, something happened with you recently. Did you figure out why there's a Lin-Manuel Miranda song that was bought on no. your iTunes? Do you think you might have done it yourself? No, absolutely not. You don't think that there was a time on Sunday? I don't know my iTunes password. Sunday? Like, What's Sunday? Sunday we were hanging out for a real long time. Yeah. Got it. If we did you a catch three, up my drift. I think I catch We did a five-hour podcast yeah. with, you'll hear three. If you uh, donate to Max if Fun. You yeah, please to donate Fun. to Max Fun. Uh, yeah, it was a long day, but no, I, there's no way I would have bought this fucking song. 
I, and I asked, well, and I did text. I texted Cash. I was like, "Do you think Neil maybe like blacked out and just bought a Lin Manuel Miranda song?" And then this was Cash's response. I said, uh, "I don't remember." All right, this is Cash's response, <laughs> which is like, uh, he said, "I would normally say yes, but I know Neil well, and he's never been by." Uh, po- uh, like presidential rap hip, like yeah. <laughs> presidential no, hip hop songs. It's drunk. like some new song. Oh, off the mixtape. Yeah, it's like a. I guess a mix. You don't think it's like a U two thing where it just appears in everyone's? No, it's dollar oh, yeah. twenty nine. I got a receipt for it. That's how I know I have it. Oh, you can. I, yeah, I would. I would. Uh, what do they call it when you don't want Contest? it? Contest. Contest it. Yeah, you go. You could go back to the Apple Store. We were talking about the uh, the U two <laughs> invasiveness. Yeah. It where felt, it felt like someone had it, it, when they when suddenly U two. As used to do this album just appear on everyone's iPhone, and it reminded me of there was a time I had to fly out of the airport in Lincoln, Nebraska, and the guy there, it was the most thorough security search I've ever had, and he ran his hand inside the waistband of my pants and underpants in the oh, back oh, to make boy. sure there's nothing there. And that's what it felt like when I woke up and there was a fucking YouTube <laughs> on my phone. I was like, what is this? Uh, like, you wake up and Lincoln. you find, like, a pair of shoes in your house that you don't recognize. <laughs> oh, or, like, there yeah. was, there was it's a thing. not a complete violation, but it's about maybe, like, a finger length away from a complete yeah. violation. Or, like, I heard a story recently of there was a family. I always, I'm paranoid about checking the locks on my house, but my wife uh she's now for she's reminding me to do it as if i'm not already obsessive about it but uh, the because she heard a story about a family in the area we're living in that woke up one day and there was just a homeless man standing at the foot of their bed watching them because they had accidentally left the locks open wow. on, the, on the front wow. door Ooh. and like that's again that's what that u2 album so it was like someone's <laughs> been in my phone and i don't know how they got here one time they like latter day u2 one, one time d and i uh we, uh, I was, I was like leaving for uh, a few days that day, and in the morning, like we were going through the closet, and we were living in Atwater Village, and um, she found like a nail, like a like a fingernail, like one of those decorative nails. Oh, okay. And it had Not like, like a, a little, it had like some a like press on nail, kind like of a press thing? on nail, but it had some like you know, it was like colored, and it had some like you know like design like stuff the on nail it. that that uh, Carmela Soprano finds on Tony's like shirt. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Like like a, yeah, crazy yeah. long talon kind yeah. of, and like, like she's multicolored. Like, she's like, "What is this?" And I was like, "I don't know." And then she's like, "Well, it's like a press-on nail thing, like that, like a, a, a like a woman would have." And then I was in the position of, of a lot of feelings happened. Like I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm scared because it was someone in our house, but I can't say that before leaving my wife alone there. So I got to act like it's nothing. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to act like it's. I was like, it's probably. And then I was just like. Wait, am I going to sound like I'm trying to act like it's nothing because I'm trying to cover up an affair I had? It would right. be, at this point, it's right. easier to just confess to the affair. At least she'll be <laughs> safe at home and like pissed off. Is and that something out. that like, a woman loses and doesn't notice? I don't know. They can come. That's they a can good come question. Off, I, think. I think that's where was this on that's Sunday? That's why you need women on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we do have Answer. a lot of women on the podcast. Not all the time. <laughs> Jonah, that reminds me of uh, so the the guy I mentioned earlier, this military policeman. I met him in I was in Afghanistan for a very short amount of time, not fighting, as uh, doing <laughs> on a on a USO tour. They can tell by and, your voice. <laughs> so I was uh, so I was just, just wiping out jihadis left and right, and uh, this, and uh, they just long night, enough to check Tinder, right? Just, <laughs> just in and out. Yeah, just like, oh, nobody interested here. Okay, mm, they I'm all back. look the same. But uh, I was I was leaving. I had to leave. Wait, hold on. That was a that was a burka joke. That was a burka joke. Yeah, I didn't even hear it. Uh, 
God, that's what I call a Dennis Miller cover joke. Your a fucking Durga Durga joke. Man. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't approve of that at all. I'm not here. Anyway, so uh, yeah. the uh, I had to leave at night because we had to <laughs> right on time. Neil. Edit point. <laughs> <laughs> Neil. About a half hour yeah. later, Neil lives in a spiel sound. Neil lives in a different time. His time shifts and slides. Yeah. But we, I had to leave. We had to fly to Istanbul and then fly from Istanbul to Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan. So we had to leave late at night. And as I, as we're saying goodbye, and like my wife was pregnant at the time, and like the, it was like she was very worried about me. And then there was an explosion outside, oh, and Jesus. we, and there was fire trucks everywhere. And it turned out a transformer underground had had blown up, and there was smoke pouring out of the. There was fire underneath a car and smoke pouring out of the streets. And my wife was like hiding behind the bed, and I was like. I gotta catch this plane. Bye, honey. <laughs> and it was like, I was so worried. I was like, it seems way safer in Afghanistan than in Brooklyn right now. Yeah, that's a, uh, it's it's such an odd thing. It's like, yeah, when I, it's almost like clockwork. Every time I go out of town for an extended period of time, that's when something my wife has to deal with. Like something comes up, a pipe breaking, or our dog has seizures, or yeah, something. It's always yeah, some it's a pet great, thing, too. Yeah, yeah the pet thing is always fucking, it's so gnarly. Our friend was at uh, uh, South by Southwest and had a pipe break, had prowlers in the backyard. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. like That's And nuts. they installed yeah. cameras, and it's like, oh, let's see what the neighborhood cat is doing. Oh, there's a guy with a fucking knife walking around my pool. Oh, Yikes. man. Yeah. That's why you don't oh, leave. Shit. That's, That's why you stay at home. Stay at home. So also, so also, the also in the business, you, sh- you should always be available. Yeah. You want to book something? Yeah, that's true. That's you true. make a trip. Always take the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing we're talking about is that uh, Elliot is uh, new to town. Um, also, like, lives in spitting distance, too. Brendan. Um, yeah, Jonah's driving me home one night, and he was like, "Don't be, too don't specific. tell us where we are <laughs> in Lansing, MacArthur Michigan. Park." Yeah, let's and, go and, on. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, that's where Brent Small is." And I was like, "What? That's so close to my house." Oh, and, cool. Um, neighbors, that's nice. I, yeah. like, I drive that's... so many people by your house and just let them know that's you. <laughs> yeah. Every time I go down, I go down to like these metal shows yeah, in like yeah. in Boyle Heights, and like that guy pick up these, truck. I pick go, up go, all these what's up rockers yeah. kids. Yeah. <laughs> I say, get your decks, get in the back of my truck. Yeah, just honking this is the where horn. the metal octaves do live. Yeah. I, I, I tell you I, what, right folks, up. anybody who pledges ten dollars per month, <laughs> Brendan Smalls at home address. Come on over. That yeah. was my one of my favorite things when we did that live show at, uh, and we should do another one of those. those that was so dumb and fun at Griddle Mall. Oh yeah, that was so. Just picture a hamburger restaurant where we're just against a wall we were like literally all in a row there was the only way to set up the night but it was, <laughs> it's every time i do an event there it's packed with kids like yeah they yeah come out it's there. The, they almost love, all humber kids they need some podcasts and hamburgers and heavy metal <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i just remember like remember like we it, we came up with the dumbest idea which was uh metallica karaoke Oh, and yeah. It was just, yeah. Had, great, as just, someone who's done Metallica songs at karaoke, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, so we like <laughs> let everybody know. It's like, uh, I asked right now, I was like, what's there, like, you know, what are like five Metallica songs you could just play on the guitar? And like he's like, these ones. And so we, we blasted them out. We said, hey, we're going to do a contest. You know, if yeah. you could like sing along to Brendan Small, like, you yeah. know, playing these songs. And, you know, we weren't really sure what to expect because it was such a dumb idea. And, but like the perfect kids, like, <laughs> yeah, probably, like so just rough. like, 
East LA, like, you know, Hesher kids yeah, coming totally. up. And then like one, I remember there was like two kids that showed up. They walked up together. Only one kid did it, but he has a friend right next to him just to headbang. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, That's it was hilarious. such That's a awesome. fucking awesome. great talent show. <laughs> yeah. Awesomeness. And they really, and like people were getting into it. Uh, like it was, it was such a blast. It was really fun. That is such a, if you haven't been to Grilla Mall, I say yeah. check it out. If, if you, you love you, heavy metal themed hamburgers and the hamburgers are so <laughs> fucking good. Hamburgers are one of those things where even if you're, you know, you eat junk food or you kind of eat that kind of stuff, it's like every burger on their menu, it seems like a food challenge. Yeah. It seems yeah. like one of those things like if you finish this in a half an hour, you, you get a free t-shirt. Well, that, that was the other, my other favorite part of that was it was like we gave Dave Clock like three minutes to eat a burger and he finished in like a minute and a half. Yeah, we just like, we we're like, hey, what's the craziest burger? And they're uh-huh. like, it's, you know. Whatever, whichever one it was, the obituary. Yeah, and, yeah um, that's hilarious. And then like uh, we're like, Dave Clock loves sandwiches and burgers. Let's see how like how if he can eat it under. And it was almost really. He's like, done. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Just finished. Yeah. Starting the count. Yeah. <laughs> like, Five, Ding. four, three, two, and he's done. He's finished. He finished it. Finished it. Um, but uh, but you know, Elliot, you worked on, and this is the thing we were talking about earlier. Where Brendan, you felt the need to kind of start. Breaking out to more live action stuff, showing people that you can do. All yeah, kinds just of I'm interested stuff. in more than the things that I, I I'm. The you, most... So you went from home movies, yes, uh, and then uh, Lauren Bouchard, uh, who went on to make Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers, yeah, and then uh, and you and see I... you see none of that money. The Bob's Burgers. You see none of that money. Uh, the only money I see is the money I give to to the hamburger people that that make me hamburgers. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I yeah, see yeah. it leaving. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I should get any of that money. By the I way, I don't know. There are, it's almost <laughs> it's almost comprised fully of your friends, and they all have summer homes now. I love that. There's a place. I mean, look, I'd love to. I'd love to find any way to disparage anything, but all of my <laughs> friends, all my friends that like I started out in comedy with Eugene Merman and Larry Murphy and all those yeah. goofballs. All have like two houses now from doing voices, so that's kept all my friends afloat for what, like ten years yeah. now. Yeah, and they're, ask, so, they're asking you for less work. They're asking me for <laughs> yeah, less work, yeah. but I already did my thing like that. <laughs> Can I do home movies already? I don't need to keep doing the same. Yeah, that's yeah. why I did like a hard left turn after home movies to yes. the world of heavy metal because I figured I don't want to repeat myself. I'd rather kind of I'd rather use a TV show like a character actor would just disappear into another yeah. thing where you shouldn't if I, if you see my fingerprints between home movies and and by the way I wrote every or co-wrote every script on on home movies and going from that to metal Metalocalypse I wanted to be like I wanted to be like uh you know Gary Oldman in in uh, in the what do you call it movie? I don't know. It was one of the Tip movies. Toes? Where he, uh, <laughs> tiptoes, exactly, exactly. I was yeah. gonna say the one where he plays a small person. That's Tiptoes. Right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, is, yeah, that is that's it. But but I, I'm more interested in kind of disappearing inside of the show. And, and yeah, and so you did think like, like it was like crazy, and even animation wise, tonally, you know, stylistically, tonally, rhythmically, everything. Yeah. I wanted to not. I wanted to actually just not do home movies to kind of pay homage to home movies to like you know yeah. say like that's what that is. That's I don't want to spend the rest of my life because you know there are. There are people out there who will do like a similar looking vibe and style that kind of put their stamp. Sure, of, yeah. This is also Seth MacFarlane, and so is that. And that's Isle of Seth Dogs in theaters now. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I love dogs. Yeah, um, but um, but oh, I'm it's a pun. No, I like dogs. Oh, um, but uh, yeah. So I, I just thought, wouldn't it be more interesting? Wouldn't it be more fun to kind of like. Uh, to go into kind of deep cover into the heavy metal world, and I did for a very long time. For a very long time, yeah. and then like, but you—it was still animation, and then you found yourself, you know, uh, 
being in this position where people know you for this one thing, even yeah, though those, both those things are, it's bad branding on my part. Yeah. And, and so, and, and even though you had like these things and they were your things and so, you know, and Elliot talks about this a lot, you know, Elliot was the head writer, uh, of uh, daily show with John Stewart. And then, but you also had worked there for years. I, you came I up the ranks, started working there as an intern my last semester at college. And I was didn't leave, and did, any, every time I was like, I'm, I'm kind of tired of this place. They're like, we have a new job for you to do. I was like, great, this is wonderful. And uh, and eventually, and so it was, yeah, it was about 13 years, and by the end of it, I was head writer. I was head writer for John's last like year and a half, and since then, it's been, and I would like nothing more in the world than to not do that ever again. Not because it was bad, but because it's like, and I, and you did I'm it. sure you feel this way about yeah. about animation, where you're like, I did it. I did, I did it, it as yeah. good as anyone's going to do it. Right. Like, right. I worked on, of topical news shows, I worked on the best one. Not yeah, necessarily even because of me, but because but I was the one there. So it's like, but, I, but it's not, the, but the, the jobs that people see me for are like, hey, you know The Daily Show? What if it was hosted by somebody other than Jon Stewart? But it's, it's, it's a totally new take on the news. Well, what, what's different about it? Well... John Stewart's not doing it. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. What if so you worked with uh, John Stewart, somebody who was you had been a fan of since you were a child and uh, is a genius. What if it was a comedian you never heard of giving their takes <laughs> yeah. on the news? And it's only available on Verizon Fox. Yeah. And I, and, I, and also yeah, I'm like, it's a real go ninety yeah. experience. Yeah. Okay. And I'm next to Elliot a lot. We're we're working on Mr. Science Theater. Um, and, and it's like, and he like it's Bush well, no, but like it's like he gets these emails. He's like, he's like, like here's a new show that just got offered to me, <laughs> right, and it's right, it's right. very similar. It's very and funny because there's this small group of ex Daily Show people, and we all get offered the same jobs. So I had breakfast with with the former cookware, and he and he's like, he's like, yeah, they're pushing me real hard to get the, the to take this show, and I'm like, oh yeah, I turned that show down. He's like, you probably heard about this one. I turned it down. I'm like, oh, I haven't gotten that one yet. <laughs> and then Joe and I were working yesterday, and I was like, oh, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> And it's yeah. like, and for you, it's like, it's like, you know, well, everyone goes, like, it's like, you like, you're in the, and that happens, that, you know, it's happened to me now with like Mr. Science Theater stuff where everyone's, you know, it's they like, they only want you to do movie riffing shows. Like, like movie, like, you know, stuff. It's like, oh, no, no, no. It's like, you'll like this though, but it's like, you host a show or something. I'm like, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm not a host. Like, I host Mr. Science Theater, but that's not really hosting. Yeah. Right, yeah, right, right. Uh, no, I'll get offers for lots of animation stuff because here's the thing I'm good at it at this point. I've even, like, as, as I've started out, just trying to, streamline the production like learning a couple tricks if i bring this team of if i bring compositors on early i can avoid a lot of problems later mm -hmm. on so if i do a lot of like kind of like i notice we're like bottlenecking over here how do we fix that because when you're running a show it's just you're running the whole show and yeah. like writing almost every single episode yeah. i luckily enough started getting writers to work with me towards the end but i did the lion's share of the work I whether or not i wanted to i was telling yeah. Elliot that story yeah. the other day where it's i went over i went over to your house to let you borrow uh the copy of anvil yeah the story of anvil. yeah that's how i saw it and uh you had you had like like uh, like a uh, your laptop, I think hooked up to like your TV or something like that. But yeah. it was like it was like multiple Metalocalypse scripts open, and it was mostly like red alterations. It was like all rewrites. <laughs> I was like, those are like entire pages. And you, you're, and you, I remember you going, and he's like, I just want them to give me the structure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, it's like it had kind of as as stupid as the show was, it had a, a voice, and if you started not doing the voice, you would, it was pretty noticeable. And um, so, again, it's got to kind of filter through a person to, to make yeah. it work, you know? So, um, 
I mean, I never did anything as great as Gary Shandling, but watching his documentary, when you see oh like, oh, the, 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 you know, the thousand yard stare of a person in deep production. I remember seeing you on the other show. Like, you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yep, that's the look of a guy who's like yeah, uh, not happy with anything anyone's writing and needs to rewrite everything. Yeah. And that's part of the thing, you know. But I also worked with great writers, too. Janine Tulio was a great writer who I worked with. She goes all the way back to the Conan days, and I'll probably bring her along with anything I do in the future. And um, so, But there were great people and a really great team of people who did understand story a great deal. So like Mark Brooks, Felipe Salazar, Antonio Felipe Canadio. is great. What's that? Felipe is great. Felipe is super great. Yeah, I was also, it was really cool to like meet him when he was like lower in the, in the total yeah. hole of your show and to see him kind of like, I remember running into him where he was an editor at first, right? Or yeah, he started as an editor. editor. Yeah. Assistant, yeah. Then and I then he, he became an editor and it was just this guy that D and I would run into because he would always kind of go out with you because it like, yeah. it, I think like you, you liked him and personally. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good dude, but it was just one of those things where he's, he's like, hey, they're going to let me direct an, like a sequence or like an episode. Yeah, yeah. I was just, well, the truth is that if you understand storytelling, fuck yeah, get over here, please. Please, yeah. we could use your help. You know, and not everyone's a great storyteller, as mm-hmm. it turns out. They don't understand that A plus B equals C, yeah. or you got to set up a character. You got to. But if you are a, a great storyteller. Hit up that ten dollar a month uh, <laughs> level. Yeah. We will send you Brennan's address. You can just you can mail <laughs> stuff yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. Just come by. Scripts for things that he's not doing anymore. That's like a thing. You're you're still in the position where you've been like able to tell stories, and I always felt like you know, and Elliot probably has very similar point of view with Don't this. Don't put words in my mouth. I won't. Not yet. Um, <laughs> that's your job for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's the, the uh, like, it's like, he does a sound effect that you just yeah. stopped that using that. Use the yeah. didn't want to doesn't even want to lean forward. <laughs> Neil's so upset that it doesn't have an extender for the iPad, so he has to it's lean coming. forward. I mean, yeah. I'm working on a chip that it will just be in my brain. Right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just think about bite, it. Bite a molar or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the idea where it's like, you're still like, your storytelling is narrative still. And so, with you know Elliot doing news like comedy news stuff, and with me like doing short form, it's like I, people think I'm a host type person. Mm-hmm, you know, right. people think of me as, or like I'm in sketch. Right. And so there's that weird thing where there's that another hurdle to get sure, over. Sure. Yeah. Where and people. People, so many people do so many things out here that you are compartmentalized immediately. Without a doubt, it's easy. Yeah. Well, it's easier for your representation to sell you if they. If uh, I remember like a, a representation I had a long time ago, I was like, I want to do something different. I don't want to do this. And they go, well, FX is looking for animated content. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think I meant this specifically? <laughs> oh, this office. Yeah, yeah, Comedy yeah. Central is doing well with the, one of their animated content series. <laughs> content. And do they're you, looking yeah. for more. It was, yeah. it, it was a smart move to leave that Eastern European talent agency. <laughs> <I have to laughs> <say. laughs> they only had meetings at night. They yeah. never yeah. see otherwise. Yeah. They never saw them. But yeah, C-C-C-P- the truth is... The truth is, yeah, you want to branch out and do stuff because you're you're, you're only alive once, and you may as well yeah at least well, take but, a shot at doing some cooler things. But yeah. I mean, both of you have that uh, experience of that that sort of top line experience too. You were a showrunner, yeah. You you can take that experience of just just sort of the administrative. I need to get this to the screen right and you can take that to other places and that's going to serve you you gotta get that consulting producer gig yeah two days a week oh no they're doing that wrong you should change that all right i gotta go you know i think you should fire the guy over in the corner (laughs) that's what i've said that's what i always say to my agents they're like they want they 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 would like you to uh talk to them about maybe running this show and i'm like i would love to be the guy who comes in 
almost never and, yeah. just, and, and points out what they're doing wrong. That would be a great job. It would be like, fantastic. Well, no, yeah. they're not interested in that at the moment. Here's, I, here's I've a been question, specializing though. for that by just doing everything wrong. So I have <laughs> a here's, here's a question, though. Uh, I think about this all the time. I was like, oh, what if I just came up with a show that people would want to buy from me? And then I just like sell it and then I just kind of collect the receipts. And then uh, you get this feeling of like, oh, I'm not able to like offer anything good unless I pour myself into it. Without a doubt. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, you can't be a deadbeat dad sh- sh- creator. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I've, I've worked with them before. So I know that like it doesn't work. You, Aaron Spelling. Everybody wants to be Aaron Spelling. I have th- Melrose Place. I have this show. I got yeah. that show. I got that show. Aaron Spelling never fucking slept. He yeah. was constantly working and crafting, like whatever those shows really? were, he just constantly worked and worked and worked and maintained an ideology, whatever, if good or bad. Yeah. That was something that you had to do. G- going back to the Gary Shandling thing, that guy would die doing his show. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if you saw the documentary, it's insane it's to great. see. It's great. Yeah. It's a, it, I, we were just talking about today, I think, where um, I, I'm, I love the whole documentary, both parts, but I'll find myself, uh, you know, last night, I've seen both of them a couple times now, but uh, the second one was on, and then I, <laughs> I, as I was scrolling like through the guide on my TV, I was like, oh, the first one's on. I'm going to switch it to the first one. <laughs> all that hope, oh, all that oh, excitement yeah. of watch the rise. Yeah, and not the reality of, uh, Icarus oh, you can, and you, all can that, have yeah. these, you can have these things, and I, I, you know, I'm dealing with that a lot, where it's like, it's like I want to have a career that uh, goes in line with the way I think I want to be as a person and that I want to work with people in the way that I you know, uh, want to be as a friend and that yeah. kind of stuff. Right. Show friends. Yeah, show friends, not show business. That's like, we, we, like this is yeah. something we've talked about for a long time. <laughs> yeah. We're like, it, like we like, had the idea, like, what if it was possible? What if it, right, what right. if it is a thing that you are able to do where you do work with friends and you don't fuck each other over and it does and that's like the whole idea that he says of Larry Sanders show yeah. is that it's about people who love each other but show business gets in the way exactly yeah um and but we like we've been talking about that yeah. idea for years years and years and years yeah. it's like it's like it's got to be possible yeah well you know that's that's part of the reason. I decided I'm just going to finance a thing by myself. I'm not going to wait for someone to give me an opportunity. I'm sick of... And just through doing my own records and kind of being my own label, even though I work with a label on this thing, but financing my own stuff mm-hmm. and then trying to really cut corners cost-wise and be able to put something up on its feet that's worth, hopefully worth yeah. someone's time. Roger Corman. You know? well, exactly. One, that's yeah. all Roger Corman. But one, that's, one of the interesting things that, that you were doing is a... A, you're, you're working with your own money, which is, you know, everybody says not to, but you learn a lot from right, it. Right. Is you're in charge of both the creative and the financial. You know you can't oh, put I a know. We're, we're And st- it's, a, it's a huge tug of war, but that is kind of the eventual goal almost is to be able to be responsible to both of those yeah, things. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, ultimately, I'm doing something that is, I'm giving away to everybody yeah. and I'm using it as basically like, oh, hey, this is, this is something I'm interested in. I like. I'd like to see something that looks like this in a longer form. And by the way, I have this whole comic book series that I can slap that on the desk and that's a movie length and that's something that I'm, there's, I'm doing it because I'm trying to like build out how would I, how would I do this if I were to do it? And I know how to do it now. Um, The uh, other, the other thing is using your own money. It was really funny because we're, we're filming the day and we're in this big kind of like airplane hangar and I have all this haze and I have people wearing contact lenses and they're like in suits and helmets and it's really fucking hot. And uh, I nudge the line producer and I go, hey, what do we have to do to get the air conditioning on this place? And he goes, oh, I talked to them and it's going to be about 400 additional dollars. And I was like, can we just open the door for a while? <laughs> 
I, ch- I changed that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Swear to just, God. Could you just get me like a magazine? Yeah, like yeah, a yeah, man. Yeah. Like, uh, just, that PA's already paid for Get a read on our actors. See how they're doing. Somebody, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> get a magazine. How about, uh, just get me a little Croix maybe? Yeah. yeah. Get um, some uh, room temperature LaCroix to everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Elliot, and you've, uh, it's, are you still writing any comic books right now or not at the Cause you moment? Did, you did a run of Spider-Man. I did a, I did a Spider-Man versus Deadpool or whatever. Uh, well, I did, okay. I did a mini series called Spider-Man and the X-Men. I did a couple issues of Spider-Man Deadpool and I like Marvel. I would, the thing about, about writing for like Marvel or DC is that you have to have like an editor that's your champion who comes to you and is like, Oh, I need some stuff for this. Like, can you, do you have anything for me on that? And so for a while there I had. Uh, an editor named Tom Brennan who was really like mm-hmm. pushing me a lot, and then lately there's some other editors that are that are that I have relationships with. But like for a while, I was I was like uh, writing just like odds and ends things here and there. Yeah, where it's like self-contained stuff. Yeah, we're doing yeah. a mini series where uh, Iron Man's traveling around through time. We're having different writers do every issue. So can you do an issue? It's set in the 70s, and he teams up with a different character time. So it's gonna we wanted to he's gonna team up with the Human Torch back when the Human Torch had his red costume. And figure out what story you want to do, and, I was and, like, and it's got to be four pages long so it can fit into. Oh well, th- this was a, this was a full length, but sometimes. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes oh, wow. it was like, oh, we need like an eight page. It was like, do you have any eight page story ideas for like the comic based on the Avengers cartoon series? And I was like, I've never seen Black Panther and Hulk in a story together. Like, can I do that? Yeah, sure, okay. And so the a lot of that, but it's like the it it's it's this kind of work where like you have to work really hard to get it. And then it pays terribly, <laughs> and it's like, and I, right. I would talk to them about like, can I like, can I get a slightly higher amount per page because I've been writing off and on for you guys for years now, and it's still getting the beginner's rate. We're gonna have to run that up the up the ranks. Uh, yeah. But the, but like, uh, do they I know you? The flagpole at Marvel is a uh, lot higher than it used to be. Uh, well, at the flagpole at Marvel Films, very high. Yeah, Marvel Publishing, not a such a high flagpole. But uh, <laughs> but the. Uh, but the, but I'd really like to do. There's a thing I've been trying to figure out how to do as a, as a non, as a my thing mm-hmm. non. But it's at that point it's like you have to you have to take on the business side of it, like, like creator like, owned or like creator owned thing. But then it's like okay, I need to figure out what what kind of artist support or you know letter ink or that kind of stuff colorist i need to figure out publishing mm-hmm. i need to figure out that's that kind of well stuff. that's what i just went through so With that's Black that's Con? yeah well albatross comics which is eric powell's his own publishing mm-hmm. company he said i want to do this thing i think this is a cool he kind of knew what the story was it's it's a high stakes intergalactic divorce story <laughs> is what the first one is and oh, um, neil's been through that yeah. wait, a minute. <laughs> wait a minute that's one of the riffs that I'm you google did. it dog in um in Hidden America where it was you as Captain Mustache and uh, Tony V yeah yeah and you were like you were coked out the the bit was that you guys were coked out riffing on like I said we got ideas for a movie oh yeah that's and right it's, like, yeah, it's, it's hilarious like, it's, like, it's like lawyers lawyers and then like you go but they're in space <laughs> but seriously this is that's part of the world of this thing is that's that there's so like great. space lawyers there's space deliberation there's like there's like a there's a mediation divorce planet there's like a, a planet of that raises only strippers there's like a, that's so great there's all kinds of so yeah, there's like uh, there's like uh, space creditors and and yeah. and therapy in outer. So it's like the Sopranos in outer space. There's like therapy and <laughs> and it's great. this re, it's this long form redemption story, and it's kind of like a Charles Grodin yeah. from like uh, the original Heartbreak Kid kind of a. That's yeah. our main guy. We meet him. He is not in a good place, and we have to kind of 
travel with him and, and figure this whole thing out. So I just figured I had this like three act kind of hero's journey thing. But what I found was really interesting in writing from TV to writing for this is that I was doing a thing where I was writing the script and then Eric or, or somebody else would kind of panel it out for me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm so persnickety. I know that like just like a thing that I've learned in directing in animation is that sometimes I don't want the camera on the person who's giving like bad information to the guy. Mm-hmm. I need to be pushing on the guy who's receiving yeah, the all the information. Yeah. Exactly. So I need to have this guy like with his eyes wide open. During the wedding, you don't look at the bride coming in. You look at the groom. <laughs> oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> you do? Do you? It's a good move. That's an like, interesting one. Like 27 dresses or something. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so so I, I just know where I want the camera and I, know, yeah. and I know what I want the shot to be for the most part. Mm-hmm. I want like depth of field, this, that, and the other thing. And so... I just started going like, you know what? I'm kind of feeling specific about some of this stuff. Do you mind if I start paneling this out? And it was the worst decision I made, but it was because it's so much extra tedium. You know, part of writing is just abject tedium, just those miserable, unfun administration work. You know, it's it's administrative at some point. I would break it down into panels via what dialogue beats I wanted to hit mm. and then it was I hated so much having to go back in and write the description for every every panel yeah. and just like I was like can I just have what well, you figure it out but I, I don't know. want that because it's not going to look right yeah, but yeah. if you honestly if you want to direct directing from the script as specifically shot for shot you know like and then trying to like trying to through without saying like you know without parentheses in front of dialogue and all that stuff trying to make the dialogue read as if it's sarcastic or not all that stuff mm-hmm. without giving verbal direction uh-huh. inside of the comic book is a really good trick it's it's like another kind of it's restrictive which is great to force you to kind of learn a new trick but also it forces you to verbally storyboard everything from the script so make no mistake about it this is the story i'm telling mm-hmm. and if i have no dialogue i have to let the camera tell the story without sure, yeah. me mm-hmm. too so which is why music videos are such a great challenge because mm-hmm. i've got it like in the necrogobicon video i'm telling a pretty complicated story i'm telling like a, yeah. a, a 22 minute like uh tv shows worth of story that I have to make everything land visually and make sure we're with this guy and we're feeling how he feels the whole thing. And I, and if I have a turn or a surprise, that it's getting the laugh that it needs to get with absolutely no dialogue. And that is chops that I did not have for home movies. Those are chops that I de- developed, mm-hmm. I think, through through Metaloculus. Yeah. Because we had so much music, if you're not telling story during that time, it's just falling on deaf ears. It doesn't matter how cool the song is yeah. or what's happening. If you're not telling a forward motion story. It's not Which was the transcendent thing about Metalocalypse is that people who didn't even really like the genre of music were still you can loving still follow the show. The, yeah. You can still follow the humor and hopefully underneath all this ridiculousness, there's some small kernel of humanity underneath it. And the weirdest thing about that show is that the making of the show kind of ended up becoming the show. So, you know, a band has a hierarchy. There's a yeah, lower yeah. guy on the totem pole yeah. who's trying to punch up and trying to get all this stuff happening. And uh, and we had a few of those guys on the show, yeah. which was really funny. So we'd go, oh my God, just keep talking. Then I don't have to do any writing. This is such a great moment right now. Oh, for the love of God, please. Yeah. Please, baby, don't ever stop. I will seriously start transcribing. <laughs> That's uh, Joan and I end up talking about Anthony Bourdain's shows a lot, and there was a certain point where the sh- his shows stopped being about traveling and became about making a travel show. <laughs> yeah, and like oh, yeah. You know, the segments would be like, so we had to arrange this thing, then we went over here, and then we had to do this thing that didn't work out. Like that's funny, and that was always really interesting to me. Where there was that episode where, and it was one of the. Insp- 
inspiration points for hidden America, but he, you know, he's in Italy and, oh, like, yeah. and they go like, they're supposed to go like spear, spear fishing. I think, Some I think I saw this one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he's like so upset that like they had to fake it. And then he just starts drinking, and then but there's and really, he goes out he, to and he goes out to dinner that night, and he doesn't remember. He any doesn't. Of rem- it. He's in the view. He's like, I don't remember any of this conversation. I remember that so episode. Yeah. I saw yeah. that episode. And that, it wasn't yeah. that they decided to fake it. It's the local hire. Yeah, was fake. Yeah. Decided to fake. And there was a, like a frozen fish. Yeah. In the uh, fucking canal. Yeah. like, oh no, we got one. But yeah. it's like, even in earlier episodes, he'd be like, look at these fish. Oh, not very lively, huh? Because like they they would fake it in the yeah. old days, and I think he might have decided like I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, like, and when I was talking to him too, he like he all he talked about was like he wanted to pull away. He doesn't. They don't even have a sound guy anymore. Really? He's, he's like he's like we love ourselves and we'll do a shotgun, but and if we have like more than like four people, we'll get a sound guy in there mm-hmm. for mixing. But he he's like he's like try like talking to a rice farmer. Who's telling you about a genocide that happened in his village, and then uh, having some guy go, "Hold on for the plane." <laughs> yeah. and like, he's like, the guy doesn't know what you mean, and he's confused, and now the story is <laughs> fucked. Yeah. And if uh. you heard a plane going over them, fine. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah exactly. That's okay. Also, you know what you can do? Add a sound effect of a plane going by. Yeah. Seamless. Yeah. Make it a fart or, noise. Yeah, yeah, as long some, as you get a shot of the plane. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a B-roll of the plane. Yeah. That's like uh, when they when they restored the movie Vertigo, there were some pops on the audio track that were too, they couldn't fix them. Yeah. So they just threw in sound effects over once or twice. They did mostly a good job because it, it was mono and they had to make it stereo. Sure. But there's a part where there was a big pop and they couldn't cut. They couldn't fix it, so they just put a foghorn really loud over because <laughs> he's in San Francisco and it's and like oh, he's probably uh, like near the the, the bay. Or yeah, something. yeah. yeah. And, over and I remember reading a thing where a guy had written a very long essay about why this was the wrong thing for them to do. That like Hitchcock didn't mean for there to be a foghorn in that scene, and I did not honestly didn't know what side of the debate I fell on. Yeah. I feel yeah. like you can get rid of a pop, can't you? I mean, like I think you... at the, this was about this was about twenty years ago, so they may okay, not have been able to been time. Pop, but yeah. Negative pop technology hadn't happened. Yet. Negative yeah. pop, seriously. yeah, yeah, you exactly. But then pop, the, yeah. once the, uh, the they Bose made wave. The, that app, yeah. uh, the, the pop will eat itself. And that's when uh, they were able to. That was when, a good pop will eat itself joke. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Sure. Pop yeah. will eat itself. I get it. It got as much <laughs> as it deserved. Uh, we're gonna take a break with a song. These guys are from Denver, Colorado. They're called. Depths of Dementia.
Wow, this has gone really great. It's a good episode yeah, with Elliot and oh, uh, Brendan so Small. Good. This is funny and interesting. Have you heard Elliot's? Uh, have you heard Elliot's um, podcast? Uh, I have not. I, it's, I know it's on the Max Fun Network, but the, I'm, I'm slowly working my way through um, the the Jordan Jesse goes. They oh, yeah. are sophomores at UC Santa Cruz right now, so it's there's a ding dong. Hey, oh, hey Lindsay. Lindsay, what's going on? Wow. Oh, hey guys. Hey, wow. I was out there knocking for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. you have to. It has to be digital. Yeah, okay. Okay. there's a our dogs. Okay. Are Sorry not, about that. that well, it's a, so we're in the middle of our Max Fun Drive. You keep on leaving when Elliot and Brendan are here. Yeah, it's yeah. really weird. Did you? Is there? Is there a reason? No. Do you beef? Is no. you got? There's not. But you know why? No. Know why? Because the Max. Fun network is an inviting, inclusive network That's that right. we are very happy to be. Uh, and this is starting to sound fake, but it's not. It's, it's not. not. It's not. It truly is a, a, a place that we are very happy to be at. And um, all sorts know, of rocket ships. I love rocket ships. Rocket ships are great. And I have an yeah. opportunity to wear them now. Exactly. I was just on an episode recently of. Uh, uh, International Waters, which is that fun game show they did. I met oh, some yeah. great British comics. Oh, that's uh, the, they do it over ICN, right? So you're you're like well, no, it's actually uh, there was British comics in town, so we were all oh, in that's there. really oh, cool. Uh, yeah, and uh, Dave Holmes, who's like you know one of we, we got we're having him on the podcast soon. He's yeah. one of my favorite. Oh, favorite cool. people. Oh, natural crossover. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a we have a lot of uh, you know we're, we're doing our best to do a good show. Yeah. Yes, we are. And, yeah. It's a know, real departure for us. Yeah, but I mean, if people are listening, it's still combative and drunk as it's ever been yep uh but it's uh it, it is it is uh, a, a good time right now to just show your support for a, a great network but then also our show yeah like we've uh, you know i want to repeat it's like we're not gonna make a living off of this podcast we never will no yeah we never will and we are totally fine with that what we really would in mind is just a couple bucks to like you know, pay for cords, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 also to like it's like to help us help support bands. Yeah, know? yeah. Because uh, like the idea eventually is to be able to go on the road more and then have bands that we like from the towns that we're at play the show. Be able to pay those bands. Yeah, yeah. These and it's not much. It's not much, but these are little things that you do Nailed to it. to help the artistic community that surrounds you. And when everyone get everyone when everyone does well, everyone does well. That's yeah, kinda, yeah. It's, rising uh, tide lifts all ships. Exactly. Yep. And so say. that's what I feel about being a part of Max Fun is that it truly feels like a cohesive network full of friends. Yeah. And yeah. so if people do want to donate, um, you know, again, like we said, $5 gets you our Jonah Radio Fest mm-hmm. with uh, Alex and Crutchfield from Swearing. Who you else? Allie Gertz. Who else? You got Allie from Upset. Who else? You got Callie Kazoo. Who else? You got uh, probably a few more Allies. Yeah. Um, but we got, <laughs> I know, I know oh, two Jen more. Jen Champion, who's, again, it's, it's if anyone's ever listened to... Um, we played uh, some S last ever, week. If anyone's ever watched either season of Hidden America, I used more songs from Jen Champion's band S than any other song. And she is a truly a, a beautiful songwriter. She's going to be there. We got a, 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 a never, before, never before heard acoustic version of a thermal song sent yes. to us by Oh, Paris. shit. Uh, a lot of cool stuff. So if people are inclined to donate, what are they going to do, Lindsay? All they got to do, so easy. Navigate your computer and or mobile device to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Uh, there's going to be a form there for you to fill out with just some very basic information, uh, name, uh, payment information, and very importantly, the shows you listen to. So you're going to want to yeah. make sure you show up for Jonah Radio because, hey, you're listening Stuff right now. the ballot box. Jonah Radio with Cash featuring Neil. That's with right. With Cash featuring Neil. 
That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. I construct drama for a living. He does. Yeah. He does. He does. Yes. It, it, in in edit rooms and right here, right here on our life. show. Um, and so once they get there, they donate uh, however much they feel comfortable right. with. Mm-hmm. We have so many levels, uh, starting at $5 per month, all the way up to $200 per month for if you're a you know big baller. Uh, and levels in between too that are comfortable just decide what works for you and uh, fill out that information hit submit you're set throw us a little cash and then you'll own every show on this network you You own it Um, but it's uh, it's it's something that you know we and you know to be completely honest we said we were going to do our best to not do ads because we're doing this to help out people but like this will help us help people Yeah. yeah and this is you know this is a real you know we're we're public radio. We're we're just doing it, and we're not going to make a lot of money off of it. We're just going to do our best to continue doing the show and help out bands as much as we can. Think of yeah. it as a um, word. You're saving the rec hall. You know, you're saving the place where all the kids go to play their musics and yeah. stuff like that. Like, like we are, we are your Eat local Street. scumbag uh, bar. Yeah. Uh, you thinking yeah. of Gilman Street? No, I'm thinking of like yeah, Gilman Street even charges a membership. Yeah, of course. Oh, it's really? like a, you, well. You go to a show at Gilman Street, you pay uh, $6 to get in. Mm. That $1 is your one-year membership. Oh, oh, funny. Yeah, but then you get, and then after, after that, it's $5, but you have to show your card. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. so, you know. Th- this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to create a small little thing uh, uh, on the internet where we, we can play your music and we can play people's music and you can find, find yeah. more music. But, and, we uh, can, and, we, and we can keep on, you know, helping out our, not our only musician friends, but our artist friends like Dave Clock, Dana Lechtenberg, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, uh, Deanna Rooney, et cetera. You know, just yeah. uh, us here just trying to, you know, help people out. That's really, in the end, the show is about combative friendships. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, is it. And helping, uh, helping each other out. <laughs> Can confirm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard it put better. Yeah. It's about bringing the people you love together so you can punch them easier. <laughs> yes. yes, forcibly push well, yeah, them away. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yes. Getting you know, everybody in a good friend, life. they'll stick around. Exactly. Stop showering. The ones that stick around, they're the real friends. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Lindsay, thank you so much for, uh, coming and, uh, you know, talking to us about this and getting us through, uh, please enjoy, uh, the rest of the episode Mm -hmm. and please do, uh, donate. We're going to be doing these, uh, this drive, uh, until, uh, April 13th. Mm -hmm. So, um, we got one more episode of these. That's it. That's it for the year. Exactly. Will you come back, uh, another time and do these with us? Absolutely. Great. Thank you. If I'm invited. Yeah. Well, bring a guitar. Do uh, you invite. sing at all? Yeah. Do you Open play guitar invite. or keyboard? We have a keyboard here. I know a chord. You know a chord? One chord should be enough. Two chords. I know Two C. Chords. What do you know? Oh. Well, we just doubled our chords. Oh, oh buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I will sing karaoke over your one chord. Sweet. Uh, well, thank you so much. Now, back to the rest of the show. Uh, if you haven't skipped through any of these parts, really thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank thank you for listening. Our, we're going to do our best to, to be as true to ourselves as possible while adding this one asterisk of sellout yeah uh, <laughs> but it is truly for a good cause and we really appreciate it thank you so much Lindsay. thank you i'm uh, back to the show back to the show hey thanks hey. for tuning back into legal talk with neil mahoney <laughs> uh, well you we're just coming minutes. just yeah. coming yeah. out of that last max fun break yeah they really do that lawyers bill you every 15 minutes yeah, uh, I was going to read this uh, message from uh, Drew B. Moulton where it ends up uh, complimenting uh, Mahona Radio. 
but Ooh. I don't feel like it anymore. Oh, but like I'm a anymore. I'm a big part of both, and you I want to like hear. I was attacking you. No, I said we should forget about it, and then you kept on bringing up new reasons why we should be scared that uh, uh, some friend of ours played an acoustic cover. No, let's just just that was yeah yeah just throw a time code in there. Look there, cash. Oh wow, we've been doing this well. Yeah, two hours. Yeah, yeah. That's it's good. Two John hours. Two hours. We're almost at, what, with the we're with the breaks cut in. We're we're over. Too. What are we at right now? I hope that guy who's playing at Griffins and Kinsale is gone by now. He was great. He sounded like John Mayer. What? He was doing some real John Mayer shit when I was parking. Was it this? Was it the guy with the long white beard? I didn't go in. I was parking, but he was like, uh, uh. well, maybe he's earned. I don't know. Elliot well, and John I Mayer were eating has. dinner in there, and it was like a, a kindly old. Bluesman with a white beard, and he, uh, he was playing with, uh, some older songs. Older you know? songs. He yeah. played like some like really crazy. Wait, are you guys talking about a, a restaurant near here? Yeah, it's, yeah. Just yeah. The, it's the, okay. the Irish pub across the street. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that's how we fun. bleep out every other bar that we go to, but th- this one gets this nothing. But like, yeah. is it Irish Irish pub across the street? Could yeah. be anywhere. Could that's a good point. Yeah. Could be I've anywhere. said any Griffins of Kinsale like a dozen. You didn't say the name, right? Well, we just did. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I've said it. We should we should get a hold of uh, the lawyers at Maxwell to make sure we can say a business name. We should just make sure okay. that it's okay, uh, guys. So look, I'm going to separate. Separate everybody. If you, if seriously, if you could come back every week and do that, it would be <laughs> it would destroy. What we've built here, but it would probably, <laughs> it would probably be for the best. It's, funny I, it's I, like when Metallica went to anger management. Same anger management. We're going to cut you off if you start oh, giving us like, song titles. <laughs> we should, that would be that, an yeah. amazing Phil, interview. We couldn't for afford this. that guy. Towel. Every good idea I have Phil, now, I'm like, oh. Towel. <laughs> Next yeah, year's, his last name was, if I'm remembering, was Towel. And that's when he was like, I could play in your band. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, the, 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 my favorite part is when he gives lyrics to James. And then oh, James that's right. That's right. That away. could be creative editing, too. When I, when I rewatched that movie, I think maybe he handed him a note anyway after that. I mean, that could have been creative editing yeah, to make it look that possible. way. I've watched that look. That, I, I was in deep in that movie when we were starting to to uh, develop Metalocalypse. Right. That was an important part of it is just how is this a family? How is this a, a dysfunctional mm-hmm. family? And how is that like? How do you make a show out of that? Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. It's uh, it's one of when Neil took me uh, back when Neil and I were friends. Uh, he took. <laughs> it's me. funny because I was like, this episode's going along. There hasn't really been like a Jonah Neil fight. This is this is out of the ordinary. <laughs> and then suddenly, while while the promo is playing, it's just like, okay, stop talking about that thing. Like, <laughs> I was not competitive, am I right? No, no well, uh, there's certain like, different different he, types of hostility. He did feel the need. You, to you got to work with Jonah tomorrow. No, I have to. I have to fly out tomorrow. I don't he know was just defending me. Let him speak. <laughs> Let the Outlander speak. Yeah, yes. He has much wisdom to share with us. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, it was a, such an amazing movie, and there and and the thing, that's the weird thing about Metallica. And I know you base a lot of, like the idea of like it's like a band so big. What else do they do? Right, yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's funny when I think about what Metalocalypse was. It was a reaction to reality TV, <laughs> ultimately, because we're all writers and that's all we care about. We work, we care about being good at writing, and and reality TV was saying we don't need you anymore. So I was yeah, like, that yeah. really sucks. So I just remember being pissed off about that, and um, and I thought, you know, because what is it, like the Kardashians or like, and then I thought, you know, what if they're the biggest celebrities on earth, basically, you know, they're like for no reason. And I thought, what if they were the biggest celebrities on earth were some kind of a 
extreme metal band. Yeah. So ultimately, it's like a family-driven workplace comedy when you really boil it down because it is like there is a mother and father in the band and there is like a little sister in the band. Mm -hmm. And it's about being creative inside of the confines of a family and living in the same place and all that stuff. So It's a a story about people who love each other but show business gets in the way. It's it's pretty much (laughs) exactly what it is. Well, isn't every show when you really boil it down? I think actually this right here was about... That exact same thing. No, but you show friends so? get in the way. Show <laughs> friends got in the way. No, but the idea that everything is a, either a workplace comedy, which is basically a family yeah. comedy. So everything's a family. Everything is a family show. Or third location. Like Cheers. Third location. <laughs> that's, that, 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 that's, that, a that's a family that's show. That's a family show. It's, it's, like a, it's a script device. Third location. The coffee shop on Friends. Cheers. Oh, I it's see. So the third location the is the main location. On, uh, the Daily Show with John Stewart. That's a third location. I guess the third. I guess the first location would be the desk, <laughs> and the second location would be where the correspondents do the stand-ups, which is a green, green screen. Green yeah. screen. And the third location would be a place that we didn't use that often. That uh, it was a little place set aside on the side of the stage for us to do other stuff. That we for some, I don't remember why, but we called it Tony Roma's. <laughs> that just became the neighbors. We were like, okay, well, we could do this over at Tony Roma's. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I always felt with the, the Daily Show with John Stewart that like New York was also a character. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, it was that also, was so great. The city yeah. was also was a character. <laughs> yeah, you should have a thing where they're just cities. And those are the characters. <laughs> hey, Denver. Just, just why? What's going on, Detroit? <laughs> Come on, we can do it. That's an animated oh, show I would Jesus. work on. Just, just all, the, all the lights. When America the goes to sleep, all the states get up and have a party. <laughs> oh, it's like Night at the Museum. Yeah. yeah. It's like there's oh, a, what a fever dream that would be. Yeah. I don't know whether to portray Boston positively or negatively. It'd be hard to do it. It depends how the team's there? doing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Am I gloating or am I pissed off my <laughs> smug and gloating how'd you guys Somehow do today <laughs> how'd the socks do <laughs> how the socks doing <laughs> uh, oh here we go oh uh, Neil's, uh, Neil, uh, Neil. well we're gonna have to talk This is much different. Oh, guys. I think I forgot to hit record again. <laughs> okay. You can't make a joke. Really where it's like it's not a good joke when it's totally capable of happening. I, I stared at my ceiling last night for about 20 minutes thinking about it. What if we don't record this fucking Well, we don't really have any guests yet, so uh, uh, hopefully... Uh, yeah, hey, by the way, speaking of... Uh, we're doing a live Jonah Radio April 28th in Chicago at the North Bar. I'll be doing a uh, stand-up show before that. And the night before, I'll be doing a stand-up show and riffing on a movie. That's real bad. So please come out to that. The North Bar in Chicago. Friends, small, you uh, people can check out on Funnier Die, the uh, uh, Galacticon short. Yeah, Nightmare is what it's called. So check it out on Funnier Die. Uh, check out the Galacticon comic book. You can get all that stuff at galacticon.com. Uh, good luck spelling it. 
And uh, there's a record that came out too. So there's a comic book, a short, and a record. So uh, and I got a guitar that's out too with Epiphone called uh, the Snow Falcon. You can get that. Go to your local uh, guitar store. Nice, uh, Elliot. Um, you have your children's well, book. Well, the Daily on. Show with Trevor Noah is on Monday to <laughs> Thursday at 11 p.m. Followed by the opposition with Jordan Clever. Yes. Uh, I have what? Yeah, but your children's book is coming out soon. Oh right? yeah, I have. Uh, well, if you don't listen to the Flophouse, go listen to the Flophouse. Uh, but also, I have a children's book coming out in November, I believe. It's a picture book. I just wrote it. I didn't get to do the. You know, art, thinking about I, it now, yeah, you should probably just talk yeah, about the, the Flophouse no, no, no. more so anyway, than the children's. No, no, no. Book. Talk about it's there. People listening to this might know children children's can't somewhere. buy books. Parents have to buy books. Yeah, yeah, and they've got money from jobs. If someone is a parent that listens to this podcast, <laughs> I uh, feel. Real weird about that. Yeah, I was right in with your Jonah Radio kids stories. Well, in mm. case you like children's books, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's called Horse Meets Dog, and the art's by Tim Miller. Uh, nice. that, but that's not coming out till the end of the year. But uh, I saw an old guy today when I was getting lunch next door, and uh, his kids were there clearly taking care of him. And then I, uh, <laughs> wait, so wait, and then so I, it made me the really. Kids are grown kids. They were grown kids taking care of this elderly okay. man that was having a hard time getting into his into his seat. And then I realized, uh, it's like, I might have made a mistake getting a vasectomy because <laughs> I, I might need some help getting into seats when I get older. <laughs> yeah. I might have made a mistake of being unlovable. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you can live with me and my kids. You know, it's a fun, uh, a fun thing what that happened after a while. With, uh, with <laughs> Brendan would have like, you know, small little parties at his house and then he would invite me. And then after a certain point, he, uh, Brendan would know to say, hey, you know, we're having some people over at our house uh, on Friday. Uh, yes, you can bring Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you'd always ask, and I'd, I'd, I always like, no, of I would course. say in a positive way, please yeah. bring Neil. That's yes. what I would say. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. It was never like, Nyeh. no, no, it wasn't. That. I didn't mean that, but you knew to let me know that it was okay of course, to bring Neil. Yeah, it's Not always nice. It's always nice. I got to have yeah. you guys over again soon. You yeah. missed it. It was a rare reflexive towards myself. Not as funny as Kumail. <laughs> Jonah, can I can I promote one more thing? Yes, of course. Okay, I don't want to. I don't. Hold on, let me give you some promo music. Yeah. I'll just. How about I just say it? No, 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 no. I just. This is off of. This is a comic that was mentioned earlier in the show. Can you please kind of try and match it to the music? Okay, yeah, everybody, let's get to the promo. Hey. So, if you've ever seen... <laughs> it's like Fred Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the promo! <laughs> we, had, we had... Okay, I'm going to pause this promo to tell a Fred Snyder story, which is that... Uh, yeah, please. We hired... We, when, uh, this is... We're going to date this story, but it was when Scooter Libby... I mean, what do we even know who the story is? Is, it, is this story hot? No, it's not. Are we going to date this story? <laughs> even though oh, yeah, I've oh, never I seen yeah. it You have a lot in common. Okay. I think you'd like her. All right, this cool. story. Uh, when Scooter Libby, who used to work for President George W. Bush, wrote his memoir... Uh, we did a thing on The Daily Show where we wanted, for whatever reason, we decided it made the most sense. Or maybe it was somebody else's memoir. Scooter Libby was in it. That uh, that Fred Schneider would come and read it. And <laughs> he came in in rehearsal. He, he takes his cue and he comes out. And he was just reading it in a normal voice. And it was like just the voice you'd use to talk. Yeah. And someone had to be like, uh, no, we wanted like, yeah, like like the B fifty two voice like that. Yeah, and he we was didn't like, hear you at a cocktail party and go like, oh, <laughs> the way that and hits. And he was like, oh, okay, oh, you want it like that, Scooter Libby, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it was. And, I, and, if, and for a moment, I was like, oh, he didn't want to do that. Oh, you want yeah. the fifty two? Oh, I'll want give the, you the fifty two. <laughs> you didn't want to engage my humanity and my detest yeah. of uh, this presidency. The, the, uh, uh, you just wanted the. the yeah, uh, it's like, oh, you're gonna uh, yeah. you want you want me here. You also want me doing the voice. Well, you're gonna have to spend some more juke box money. The opposite of that is we did a thing once. That's where just the same problem we're having as showrunners. 
Yes. Yeah. It's exact same. Yeah. That's true. You want me to be Fred Snyder? Now I see it. All right. I mean, look, I'll. Okay. I'll do it. I'll do it. I thought you yeah. wanted me to be the man and not the sound, but okay, yeah. The man, <laughs> not the sound. But uh, the uh, there's a this. I'm only bringing this up because it happened yesterday. I think that uh, a panel from a comic book that I wrote was tweeted out, and it get whenever it gets tweeted out, it's got get lots of retweets. But oh, is this the I don't want to cure cancer? Yeah, this yeah. is. Oh, that's a great. That's a great panel. Oh, thank you. Spider Man's talking to Sauron. Uh, the who I would say to Sauron, the dinosaur man. Stegron is the dinosaur man. It's they team up in this book. I think it's the first time. That was my genius idea was to have Sauron and Stegron team up finally. <laughs> but uh, Spider-Man says, using, you got this technology that can rewrite DNA on the fly. You could use that to cure, and you're turning, using it to turn people into dinosaurs. You use that to cure cancer. And Sauron says, I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people to dinosaurs. And I, every time <laughs> it gets retweeted, I'm like, Nobody bought this book, but they all want to retweet it. <laughs> so if you want to go out and buy the trade paperback of Spider-Man and the X-Men, uh, or just the issue, it was number two, uh, go out and get I'll promote that, too. It's probably available somewhere. I don't know if it's still in print, but you can find it. Yeah, yeah. When, you, when you told me that story, I, I also said, yeah, I, I wish you could get paid in memes, because if you put ASL into Google, <laughs> my picture shows up. <laughs> oh, really? From like my, an old sketch I did called uh, Master of the Internet. So if you put ASL in, it's just me. And then I was telling them the worst part is it's like it's me doing like a character. I have a mustache and weird glasses. Uh, and then sometimes people will post and go, sorry, man, but this totally looks like you. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, it is me. And don't be sorry. Yeah. <laughs> There's the, the thing with any meme that gets retweeted a lot is the second tweet that, that's all, that the person used to reply is always, wow, this is amazing. Well, if you want to follow my stuff, you can get it at da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And that's happened with this where people will be like, it's like I didn't expect this tweet to get such traction. Well, you can keep following me at, and I want to be like, but well, you didn't even come up with that thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Aggregators. Yeah, to, to I really fair, curate great stuff. I'm a, yeah. I'm a great noticer, and I should be recognized for how well I notice stuff. <laughs> like I got these glasses; they help me notice stuff. Wow, mm. they're like a tool in my. Uh, yeah, and you should make money off those. Glasses. Yeah, that's yeah, really some true. jukebox money. <laughs> All right. We're going to close out with a song by Floral Tattoo. They're out of Kirkland, Washington. Uh, and the uh, song is what? Why? Where? Thanks for tuning to Jonah Radio. Sorry for the first episode. Please donate to oh, the Max Fun Drive. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Elliot Kalin. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, Brendan Small. Thanks for having me, guys. Always nice Thank to have you guys. You. Uh, and good night, everybody.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.